The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. You're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, if you missed that, he was talking about Franklin Graham and... All of the bad news that they want to put out to frighten you and scare you. Oh, demons have been unleashed upon the U.S. Let me tell you something. <laughs> what did Jesus give power to his disciples for? To tread upon snakes and scorpions, right? Overcome all the power of the enemy. <laughs> it's like Franklin Graham comes out with some WWE music to introduce Satan before he gets into the ring, right? Well, he's already been beat. Jesus said, or the Apostle Paul wrote that he was about to put Satan under the feet of the believers in the first century. I mean, he's defeated. He is beaten. There's no reason to fear him. There's a reason to fear God, but there's not a reason to fear him. So if you want to check that out, check that out over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. That'll be up there till 3 o'clock, at which time Bradley will be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you've got there. And then uh, look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that and join us in the chat. We've got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. I think Dave's in the chat, too. I think he gets in there as well. So if you've got questions or something and you <clears throat> you want to ask those, you can put them in the chat. I may or may not see them, but Dave will probably see them. And then uh, also the issue of the phone. I'll, t I'll give you the phone number in a minute if you'd like to call in. I had a lady call last night. I did take her call. Thank you for the, the um, encouragement that you gave. I think her name was Holly. Thank you for the encouragement. She said that some of the stuff we were talking about yesterday was already in its infancy back in the nineties when she was, uh, when she pulled her kids out of the schools and, and things of that nature. So um, thank you for your call, but, but call during the show. Uh, really that phone line is for the show. It's not my personal line to my phone, although it gets forwarded there. Most of the time I ignore it if I don't know, if I don't know the people, but I did answer it with Holly last night. And I appreciate your call very much. All right, right up under, or excuse me, let's, 
hit the other places we're at. Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Just all one word. You can find us right there. Also, beforeitsnews.com, those guys have given us a spot there right on the top of their page. And uh, we appreciate them opening up uh, the Sons of Liberty to their audience as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter once a day between 7 and 8. All the articles, including the Morning Show Archive. So like yesterday, here's the archive. It looks like one of the articles. You open it up and it'll have the video. It'll have the podcast and all of the things we mentioned. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and then finally, <clears throat> if you would like our ministry email, that comes up at Sons of Liberty. Uh, Sons of Liberty. I'll get it out in a minute. Sons of Liberty Radio. I've got to keep the two distinct. SonsofLibertyRadio.com. You can sign up for that right on the front page. Uh, so be sure to do that. Before we start today, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about, well, not a little bit. We talked two hours worth of common law, how that works, how the Bible is in It's, it's a part of that on uh, Monday. And you guys were, were so gracious. I mean, we had, I don't know, at least the numbers, if you can believe them. I, and I, I don't know. I've told you, I, I don't know if they're being manipulated uh, or what. That's my that's my thinking on it, that they are, because the comments and the likes don't do it. But whatever, the people who needed to see the show see it, and that's the way I look at it. If it's five people, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm good with that. If God used it for that, that's great. But I think about the psalmist, and I hear so many people. <clears throat> Psalm 119 is all about how the psalmist loves God and loves his law. You can't love one without the other. You just can't. And so people want to say, they come in with this attitude, well, I've got grace, I don't need law. And it's true, <clears throat> the law is not, is not overbearing on us. It is no more longer condemning us as far as uh, a wrath of God that has been settled in Jesus Christ. But the fact of the matter is the law still remains. If you don't have the law, you have no way to diagnose sinners as sinners. Because sin, sin is transgression of the law. It's not just missing the mark. I know that's what the word has there, but the scriptures identify it. John says sin is transgression of the law. You know, it's violation of the law. And it's not only violation of the law on the outward side, it's on the inward side. Jesus appealed to that as far as he spoke to the heart of man. So, <clears throat> but what goes on inside of us, men don't have anything to do with as far as punishing us. That's what we answer to God for. But our actions, yep. God said it in, what was it, Genesis chapter 9. Noah got off the, uh, the ark. The rainbow is put in the sky, and God says, you know, if a man sheds blood, by man his, his blood's going to be shed. Same thing happened with an animal. If it shed man's blood, the animals are going to be killed. Listen to what the psalmist says. This is just a few passages <clears throat> out of Psalm 119. And I want to ask you, is this... Is this the praise you also give, the, the love you have? for? Because God's law is a reflection of his character. Is this, is this how you look at the law? Psalm 119, 163. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Psalm 119, verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Psalm 119, 97. Oh, how, love, how I love thy law. It is my meditation. All the day. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. These are just a few of the passages. I would encourage you, it's a long passage of Scripture, Psalm 119. But over and over, this is what the psalmist writes as he reflects on the goodness, the holiness, the righteousness, and the justice of God, that his law is perfect. In fact, he says, his word is perfect, converting the soul. 
Hmm. Stop and think about that for a second. You identify these things and then you give people the gospel because what? The law slays us right where we are. It condemns us. But it is the gospel that comes out, the gospel of grace, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which changes our hearts so that now we desire to do what God says. All right. And then <clears throat> one more I want to add before we bring our guest on. <clears throat> and this comes from Romans 1. We've quoted this over and over and over, but let me bring this up. Paul says, I'm not, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Notice he says it's not, it, it's not that the righteousness of God is not revealed in the law. He's not saying that, but he's saying it's revealed from faith to faith. And this is what the gospel does. It gr God grants his people faith. Okay, He grants them faith, and they demonstrate that when he says from faith to faith, this is in the response of what they claim they believe. It either shows you really do believe it or you don't believe it. Okay, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Now, this is what m many men would refer to as the natural law. In other words, unbelievers see the wrath of God. That's what he's saying. In fact, he goes on, he says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. So it's not like they're without excuse, but it's not enough to save them. Okay, they need the gospel. This is why we must go and preach the gospel. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. They, unbelievers even understand that he has eternal power and the Godhead. Okay, so that they are without excuse. It's enough to damn them. Just like Jesus said, the world's already condemned. I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to save the world, right? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore? God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And this ties right into things we were talking about the other day. This promotion of <clears throat> sodomy, uh, the, if you even want to listen to yesterday's show, the fisting kits, okay, the, the perversions that we see throughout our land. What is that? I'll tell you what it is. It's God turning people over to dishonor themselves. They claim they're wise, but they're really fools. And they're engaging in such disgusting things, dishonoring their own bodies. I mean, and then they're teaching our kids. No, friends, it's not time to sit here and say, hey, you know, we'd like for you to stop that. No, it's time to bring justice in the matter, uh, to do away, to put the evil away from us, as the scriptures say, to put it away from us and to bring real justice, not a jail cell where you and I and our children are going to have to pay for it through our efforts and work and stuff. But it is time to bring biblical justice, what the creator gave for these kinds of crimes. Now, with that said, we're going to, you know, Monday was a great show. Uh, we went two hours. We may go two hours today, uh, but the but and the phone lines open 803-619-9855. So if you've got a question or comment, feel free to do that. 
Um, but we're going to talk today, uh, when we talked about the Bible and the common law, today we're going to talk about how to instruct your, perfect, uh, your, your public servants. Because so many people, they hear the, the, the messages that we have at Sons of Liberty, and we give them instruction from the Constitution and such. We give them instruction from the Bible. But what they're wanting is something they can do, something they can get their hands on. And so that's why we had uh, Dave Jose back on with us this morning. And uh, he looks like he's raring to go. So good morning, Dave. Good to see you, man. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. It's it's good to see you. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something in my throat there. I, I'm really excited about this one because this comes to very practical things that people can do. People are constantly coming in the chat. They're sending messages. Okay, I get that this thing is there. What can we do as the people besides vote? And I don't even think vote is the answer for any of this. Uh, I, I don't think that at all. I think the people have to take charge, as we talked about on Monday, as the employers and say, okay, employees, get your, get your act together and start doing what you're supposed to do, or we're going to fire you. And then we need to understand, you know, when we talk about impeachment, you know, at the federal level, it says that's the sole that's the sole duty of Congress. It's not it's not us out here, but it's our representatives. And if you can't get those guys who seem to be for the majority as corrupt as the guys you need impeached, they're not going to impeach them. They probably got a gun to the back of their head. So we're going to talk about some of these practical things on how we instruct our servants. Now, before I do that, I, I want to show you something. <clears throat> and I opened up this this deal here, but. I came across it yesterday. I just kind of posted on my Facebook because I think this was a um, something that kind of give a it kind of gives a picture of the the reality versus a perception that some people have. And for whatever reason, fascist book is taking a while to to load up here. Um, <clears throat> but it, okay, so let me see if I can bring this up real quick. Okay, so I had to open a different thing and want me to log in. So this is uh this was something that I ran across yesterday. Oops. Let me try this again. So <clears throat> this says for people on the radio, this says perception versus reality. And here's how it lays it out. So the perception is people own televisions that are used to elect those in the US government who controls quote unquote the Federal Reserve. But in reality, <laughs> the Federal Reserve ends up owning the U.S. government because we went bankrupt in 1933, all right, and also controls the television, which makes it easy for them to use people. So the reality is completely backwards, and the Federal Reserve shouldn't even be there. I mean, it should be scratched out anyway. But this is just one of the areas, Dave, that, I, that I've noticed where these kinds of things go on, and the, we, we keep saying this, this, and this, but the reality is they've kind of stood everything up on its head rather than the way it is. And it's up to the people to turn it on the right side. Yes, sir. Amen. 100% correct. I, I would say that when you really look at what you just said and what's really happening, it's really Luke 11.52. Because in every office of some big corporation, inside of the sheriff's office, inside of the police, officer's office inside of the counties, the states, the federal, there is always an attorney who is handling business and telling the government and the different entities what they can do. 
And Jesus lets us know in Luke eleven fifty two, woe unto you lawyers, for you hide the key of knowledge. The scriptures let us know that knowledge and understanding shall prosper thee. So if you cannot have knowledge and understanding, you know, you talk about God's law. There's the part of God's law that deals with transgression and the things that are wrong. And then there's the part of God's law where his word is law, right? So when he tells you how his system works, if you don't believe him, you will lose, period, right? So if he tells you, um, if he tells you that the herbs are made for medicine, right? I'm sorry, the uh, herbs are made for the healing of the nation and the leaves are made for medicine and you believe he's lying, you will lose, right? If he tells you that you can go to the elders and make him pray for you and anoint your head with oil and if you're sick, I'm sorry, they could come to you and that they can heal the sick. Just his word is truth. It is law. If you think he's lying, you will lose. If he tells you that his people perish for a lack of knowledge and you don't believe him and you reject it, you will lose. So when you understand that God's words are pure words, right? And you truly believe it, then you're going to see that some of the things we're dealing with in life are happening because we're not trusting what God said, literally. And so if you, if you look at today, you hear a lot of people magnifying the name of the enemy and magnifying the power of the devil by mistake. They'll say, how are we going to do anything? These people have big guns. They're so powerful. They're so mighty. They're not like us, mere man. Right. They're in power. They got tanks. You know, how can we be anything? Well, that goes exactly the opposite of what it is. Uh, It's exactly the opposite of what it is that God told us. So if we don't believe God, how do we expect for the result that we're looking for? That's right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think it's a I think there's an issue and this is something I was trying to convey before. I think it's an issue of not understanding what the scriptures have conveyed that Christ has done that the authority really is his in earth and on heaven that we do pray that his will would come and everybody has this again a vision and my, in my in my thinking just like the Jews did of this literal kingdom and all of this stuff uh and yet we're told in scripture if we pay attention Jesus is very clear the kingdom does not come with observation. Now you're going to see its effects, mm-hmm. no question about that, but you don't get mm-hmm. it through seeing. And so when people say, well, if this is a kingdom, it doesn't look like that. Um, well, listen to what Jesus said. It doesn't come with observation. It doesn't come with a observation, house, but it did come a, and it is here. A house made without hands. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he says his church is his body in Ephesians, right? Uh, God put Christ as the head over it, right? You see where there's a unity in the body of people in Ephesians 4, right? So w- when you understand that God did, God is so mighty and so powerful that he did not need to come down himself and start touching men and saying, here, you move and you go. Here, you move and you be this, right? God is so powerful. God is spirit. So 
God can actually move men through their hearts, through their soul, right? Through the core of them. Or he can send punishment physically if he wants to. But when it comes to those who believe and understand God, he gives us the ability to be able to hear his word and believe it and actually use it. And and if you're going to do things that are powerful, right? Like those things that God says, you can do things that are greater than this, right? Jesus says, which is God. Um, if, If you're going to be able to do great and powerful things, you have to believe the one who told you that you can do it. If you do not believe, it won't even be in the realm of, of, of your existence and your thought. Your thought won't be in that realm to even be able to carry out things because your, your, your mouth follows the abundance of your heart and your actions follow what's in you. And so if you believe that God is a liar, you're going to live a sad life. You're going to live a defeated life. You're going to think that some other man that has blood just like you or a million of them is more powerful than everybody else in the world. And what God said doesn't exist anymore. And that's foolishness. I agree. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So we kind of laid this groundwork for the stuff we're going to talk about today uh, on Monday. And of course, people can check you out when they see your name come up. That uh, that's that's under your name. Uh, Dave cares for you uh, is your Rumble channel on Monday. I had it up. It was your Twitter uh, feed. So that's that's the difference that if people are missing that, that's in the video description on Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. But Dave, let's jump right into this because we've already gone about 25, 26 minutes in this. And I want to get as much as we can and some practical things, especially what we talked about yesterday, because I had people saying, can you have Dave speak to the thing we talked about yesterday? So let's let's jump right in. We've already established the common laws there. We've already tied in how the Bible functions in that. Uh, so here's here's the question I have. How do people get out of the upside down way that we were formed and that is where the people are are the government, if you will, and they tell their employees that that they hire and they pay. You can do these things right here, these small amount of things. I guess they're like 18 to 21 things, depending on how you number them. You can do these things right here and you can do nothing else. And when you go and do nothing else or when you go outside that doing nothing else and you start taking in healthcare and you start taking in, you start trying to direct tax the people and you start trying to do all the, you know, counterfeit money through the federal reserve and all this other, when you start doing that stuff, um, you're violating the laws that we set up for you or the, the instructions that we set up for you. And so they have to be removed. Now, most people, we've done a show on impeachment, but again, that's the sole per, that's the sole authority of the house of representatives at the federal level. So <clears throat> who are the representative of the people? So when you got a corrupt house, how do you get impeachment out of that? We've got seven or eight things in there. Okay, Dave's got something for us. We've got seven or eight right. bills or, or uh, bills before right. the house or resolutions for impeachment and nobody gets behind them. Why is this? Well, it's the most blessed thing in the world when your servants don't do what they should do. Because sooner or later, when God opens up your eyes to see what he told you the whole time, you're going to find yourself in a situation where the people are going to be looking for remedy in such a, a, a strong and powerful way that the very moment that they see the truth and what it is that they can do, they're going to start taking massive action. That starts a snowball effect and it is going to grow and get out of control 
really quickly. So the people are going to take their power back. Things are going to swing the other direction really quickly. Now, in order to prove this, we're going to just look at some easy stuff. Can we pull up the Texas Constitution? We're going to see something really, really, really heavy that most people don't understand is the law. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand their power in this regard. But once they do, it gets super heavy. We're going to be looking at the Bill of Rights in Texas. We can use Ballotpedia version. Ballotpedia, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. That's the one I like to use. It's very well organized, easy to get through. And we're going to look at the Texas Constitution Bill of Rights. We're going to see how real government works. We are going to see how we, the people, create. And we're going to see, as God lets us know in the scripture, it is totally fair. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The Lord is the creator. He is the one that speaks things into existence. He is also the one that can see and in his mighty judgment, take away everything he gave you, right? It is in his power and it is fair. So let's see Texas Constitution, Bill of Rights. We're going to scroll down. We'll, we'll look at number one and two really quickly just to help the people get an idea of how things work. Uh, can you read one and two uh, quickly through? <clears throat> yeah, uh, section one of the uh, uh, the Texas Constitution. Section one is <clears throat> freedom and sovereignty of state. Texas is a free and independent state subject only to the, uh, the Constitution of the United States and the maintenance of our free institutions and the perpetuity of the union depend upon the preservation of the right of a local self-government unimpaired to all the states. Now, let me ask you just a quick question on that. It says subject yes, only to the Constitution of the United States. Now, for those mm -hmm. of us who love the law of God and we believe the law of God is tops everything, how should people understand that? Because it's not stated in there that the law of God is even supreme over the Constitution of the United States. How should people understand that? Super easy. So when you're reading this text, right, anytime something is subject, right, did it say the people are subject or no, did it say Texas? It says is a Texas, creep? the state. Yep. Texas. Okay. So the creation of the people, Texas, is part of a contract or agreement with stipulations that subject the thing that you're creating to something else that it's in a union with. So it's like saying, um, uh, we're going to have a marriage between a man and a woman and the children uh, will be subject to their parents and the parents will be subject to each other. Now, there's people who get married and have a union that don't believe in God, but they believe they're subject to each other. So when you create a state, a state is an entity. It is its own separate entity. It's not you as one of the people. His job is to protect the rights and the property of the people. That's what his job is. That's what you create it for. So when you look and understand that it is subject uh, to the United States Constitution, what it's saying is wherever there is provisions in the United States Constitution that deal with the matter that you as the people granted to take it, I'm sorry, granted it to take care of, if the people grant of the states grant power to the United States Constitution to deal with public health and welfare, then we understand that the people in the states have granted that authority for them to do it. So then you will be subject in that regard in the fact that you will not overrun the, the order that you put together. So you're not going to break the agreement. 
So if you say we're going to come together as a union of states and we're not going to rob each other, right, then the federal has power to make sure that states aren't making war against other states for frivolous things. Like, hey, we like your commerce. We think you got a lot of gold. We're going to come take it, right? The federal would have the power to step in the middle because the states already swore that we're not going to do that. You see? So uh, when it when it comes to constitutions, remember that a constitution does not grant power to people. Not at all. People get this mixed up and twisted. It's a lie. The government service will say, well, the people were granted power in the constitution to be free. No, they weren't. That's a freaking lie. That's right. You're, you're telling somebody that the Constitution is an instrument for them. It's not. It is an instrument to tell the government what our rights are and then say you are not to touch our rights ever at all. And you promise you won't. And then here's your duties. This is what you're supposed to do as a trustee and my servant. And that's it. Right. So people got it mixed up because lawyers and government officials have used the psychology or programming on us to make us believe that our rights are granted in the document. Crazy stuff, which really their powers are granted in the document, not ours. Yeah. And would you so, say, let me, let me ask something that just to clarify, cause I want, I want people to start repenting in their mind of how they use language. We say our constitutional rights, we don't have constitutional rights. We have God given rights have, we, and they're supposed to be protected in the constitution. We have, yes, there you go. We have constitutional rights and the fact that the constitution spelled them out to let everybody know we already have these. So don't mess with them. Right. And I'm going to prove it. So when you understand that, right, the government doesn't have any power over our rights. They can't even write a statue over our rights. And they have been because we've been tricked. And I'm not going to just say this. I'm going to prove it. And here's where it's funny. When we open up the first part of a constitution, your mind kind of just logically follows asking certain questions because you see what it says, like you just did. And you're going to see that our forefathers already thought of those things and put them in place based on what they believed about God. And you're going to see it. It's going to be so clear. It's going to be amazing. So we continue to read number two, and then we're going to drop down into the 20s. You're going to see something heavy. Okay. All right. Let me bring it back up here. Section or let's let's finish out the first one because I don't did we we didn't even under, finish that one, did we? <clears throat> Texas. No, you fin you finished it and you asked me a question. I did finish it. it. Okay. I, I just want to make sure. Section two is inherent political power. This is the Texas Constitution. You can see this at ballotpedia.com. Inherent political power, Republican form mm -hmm. of government. Again, People don't mix up Republican form of government with the Republican Party. They're in the same thing. That's right. All political, all. all political power is inherent in the people, not the state, in the people. And all free governments are founded on their authority. Why? The Why is that? Is, is it because the people want to remain free? But again, you, if you read the scriptures, you only remain free as long as you're obeying the law of God. I mean, that's... that's right. That's the whole idea. And instituted for their benefit. The faith. So, oh, that's interesting. Yes. The, so the constitutions, the forefathers said, you are only here to benefit us, not to make tickets against us, not to tax us to death, not to take our houses. The Bible in itself tells you if a man can't pay you, you don't go take his house or his bed so he can't have anywhere to sleep. That's right. Yeah, that's right? exactly what so, it says. Fundamental principles of law that people are hiding from us. So let's look at this. It's going to get super deep. 
So we see right here where the, the law that we create says you were put here for our benefit. Everything is based on our authority. Other states say our will only exclusive. We don't care what you think, government servant. We don't care about what the Republican Party said. We don't care about what the Democratic Party said. I don't want to hear. You can't serve me because the Democrats won't let you. First of all, you can't deal with anything that's against my rights anyway. But on top, And you think you can, but on top of that, I don't care who is telling you what. You cannot come against the people, period. Right? And you're going to see that in a second. Let's keep reading. It's going to get good. Okay. All right. So he says, all political power is inherent in the people. And all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. Then he says the faith of the people. Oh, that sounds religious uh -huh. <laughs> for those mm -hmm. who say this is, you know, we shouldn't have the, the faith of the people of Texas, not of the state, but the faith of the people of Texas stands pledged to the preservation of a Republican form of government. Now, let's stop right there. Mm -hmm. Can you briefly explain that, Dave? What is the Republican form of government? Republican form of government, the word republic comes from a compound word, res, which means thing, matter, or fair, and publica, things open to the public realm. So when you're out in the midst of the people, that's the public realm. When you're dealing with the things that deal with the state as a whole, that's uh, public welfare, right? So the only thing that a republic is to do, and the only thing we grant power for a republic to do is to handle the public business of the people, never the private business of the people. So your private employment, your private wealth, your private family, your private choice to talk about God in a homeschool with your other family members, your private will to go to church and or go meet with the church and worship and assemble together and discuss things that you want to, even if COVID is going on, is your 100% guaranteed right? That is how a Republican form of government works. On top of that, the government in a Republican form of government is not allowed to interfere or disturb you in your private affairs, period. But they've lied to us and hid it from us. So when they start going into your private life, trying to figure out what you're doing, what you have, how they can get stuff from you, it's a hoax. So they're not even granted authority to deal with your private rights, like your right to liberty, your right to life your right to property. When they say you can't have a certain type of weapon, that's a hoax. It's not true, right? We The only way that government got the power to get weapons is that we granted it to them. Okay, so let's, let's, give, let's give a biblical example of this. We talked about this the other day, uh, but of course, if you go to Deuteronomy 22, you'll find out what happens if a, if a, a man uh, engages a woman in adultery. And they're found mm -hmm. out they're both to be put to death. And that would be the judicial. That would be the public. Is that, am I understanding that right? That would be the public thing. So when we yeah, read. Because, in, yeah, so when we, ahead, yeah. So when we read in Matthew chapter one, let's just take, take this for instance. It says, um, now the birth of, this is verse 18 of Matthew chapter one. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So what does Joseph naturally think? Well, God doesn't just he put a body mm -hmm. in there. There's another man involved here. I mean, that would be that any man would think that way. But notice what it says. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, or in some translations, a righteous man, and not willing to make her a public example mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. minded to put her away privily or privately 
So they're mm-hmm. they're in in the thing. He didn't want to take this before and get a judicial kind of remedy to the situation, a public remedy there. He wanted to put her away privately. It was just going to be between them. Look, I love you. I don't want to see you put to death or or suffer any kind of consequences here. I'm going to put you away privately. I, I want people to understand that that is in the basis of what this the scripture does lay some of these things out, uh, the jurisdiction of the home, fathers and their daughters and sons and all that other. Yep. So they try to hide that from us because they don't want us to know our power. Right. We, when we deal with the situation, we can take care of it and fix it in the private realm. Right. Which is what you see with Jesus and forgiveness and the woman brought to him for adultery. He shows, I have all power. I have the power to deal with this privately ourselves. And if you really want to see some fire, you see where even in the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Jesus tells the people in the church, listen, if you got a problem, give it to the least among you in the church. He'll be able to figure it out. So God even gives us power to make judgments between each other rather than going to the law. That's how mighty it is when you look at the forgiveness of God, the grace. But that is a that is a blessing that he gives out for the righteous in the church. Right? Yep. Talk yep, about absolutely. spiritual blessings. I get that. Being part of the assembly, right? So when you when you when you look at this, you understand that there's a private and a public, right? So the government is only to deal with the public affairs. Now I'm going to use the law to show you. So let's finish number two, and then we're going to go in the twenties. Okay. And it is going to be mind blowing. Okay. All right. So after the Republican form of government, it says, and subject to this limitation only, they have mm-hmm. at all times the un- inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government in such manner as they may think expedient. So if I'm understanding correctly here, Dave, what's going <laughs> on is the people establish their, their state constitution and they, they said, give. yep. And, and they, and they, they basically are saying, this is the limits we're giving them. And they don't limit us. That's the, that's the whole point. The things that, that are given by the state of Texas, the people of Texas, to their state or their, their representatives, that's the only limit. That's the, the limits are on the, the, the Republican form of government that they've given. It's not on the people themselves. Well, the people are saying we won't make any new government outside of a Republican form of government. But if y'all ever get out of line and won't impeach people, yeah, we'll alter or abolish you. Yeah, we'll alter and abolish you. And you are going to swear that you're okay with this because you're swearing to the state constitution when you get hired. And we're telling you we are going to remove you however we think expedient. And you're agreeing to open ended contract that's not telling word for word how you're going to do it. So, in the whole spectrum of how you can remove government, they already swore it was okay to do. Think about how much power that is. I, I could just write you out. We could come together and write you out and you got to go. Or anything down the spectrum. That's how much power we have in America. And the government service, when they decide to get elected, swore that we already had that power. They just didn't tell you, which was a bad mistake. Because now people are finding out and the people aren't happy about what they're doing. See, when the people know, the people will keep you in check, which will keep you honest. And when you're kept honest, you don't make bad decisions or transgressions. Now, people try to say, well, the constitutions are not Bible documents. What's a transgression? 
right? We're the reason we have this law is to stop you from transgressing against us as our servants. And to prove it, let's now scroll down to I think it's number 27 or 29. This is gonna get heavy. Let me get down here. 27 or 29. We're gonna go along. You're gonna have to put put your seatbelt on. <laughs> All right. It's 27. That's it right there. Nope, 29. 29. 29. Okay. 29. Get All your right. seatbelt on, though, because this is about to get heavy. Tell, tell the audience to get their seatbelt on. All right. It says, provisions of Bill of Rights accepted from powers of government to forever remain inviolate. To whoa, whoa, whoa. Accepted from government? Accepted. So we, yeah. give, we give government power. Hold on. Hold on. Let, for, the, for the radio audience, it's not accepted like A-C-C-E-P-T-E-D. It's a, I love how these words get played on each Ooh. other. It's accepted like an exception. From powers of government. Yeah. Ooh, gosh, this is so heavy. Let's read this one because they say they, they didn't know the Bible, but this word right here, it's only, it only comes from one place. <laughs> okay. It says to guard against transgressions of the higher oh powers gosh. herein delegated. We okay. Now, Go now ahead. God tells us he, the Lord giveth and the Lord take away. So now we're right. And the reason the Lord will take away is if you transgress against him. Now you see the forefathers saying, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and delegate some powers to you, but there's some high powers that can cause some trouble if you get out of line. So we're going to let you know we're doing this in order to stop you from transgressing. Perfect parallel, right? Let's keep reading. Okay. All right. He says, uh, or the, the, the Constitution says, we declare, or let's start it first, to guard against transgressions of the high powers herein delegated, we declare, so the purpose of instituting these things, a guard against the transgressions of the government they're setting up, we declare, the people, that everything- The people in, declare, just yes. out of their mouth. People will say this, this is part of the psychology you were asking about. How do we have the right to tell them they just can't do something? They're the government. Because we government made them. Higher. Yes. We but, declare but, but, at but, any time. Yeah. And so when we think of, like in this section, powers of government, mm -hmm. what we're really talking about is the government of the people who are supposed to be governed by God them, himself. Okay. Again, mm -hmm. this to me, this is kingdom language here. And what, they're, what they're doing is what we call government is actually employment. I mean, I, yeah. we, we need to somehow yes. we need to government. separate this out. Uh, yes. Dave, some, yes. somehow we need to separate this out We Whew. need because it, it gets confusing if people I think, see your mind doing it though yeah. I see in the beginning of the call you said something to the effect of government the people be the government but we can't because we're the creators of government we are the we are the little g God creator of something God is the ultimate creator the highest the high power we are little beings made in his image that he allows to live lives and then we can create certain things but we can't create things like us or in the image of god god can create a baby through us but we can't just go Boop, man is created right yeah so so let me let me give people an example at least what i'm going on in my mind uh who would say okay but you can't use it to to set these things aside and do them you can't do anything but the law of God. Now, I think there's a principle here for that, for sure. But for instance, if I make a, in essence, to protect my young kids when they're little, 
I say, okay, this is a stove and the, the top of it can be hot. So don't put your hand on it. So I'm in essence giving a law like God gave in the, in the beginning where he said, mm-hmm. don't eat of this tree of it. You can have everything else. Just don't eat over this one. It's bad for you. It's going to hurt you. Yes, it's going to harm you. Yes. So I'm in essence giving a law, right? In essence yes. to my kids, and it almost makes me shudder saying it, but in essence to my kids, I, and I've said it before, the parents are God to their kids. The, the God they can't see, their parents are to reflect that God yes. uh, in who yes. they can see. And what. Yes. And that's, why we, yes. that's why we bring discipline, uh, because mm-hmm. God doesn't just love us as we are. He, may, he, he, doesn't, he loves us too much to leave us as we are. So he that's disciplines right. us. He corrects us. And the Bible says he loves those he disciplines. So would that be a fair assessment as to what we're doing with, quote unquote, government is really the people are governing themselves. And as mm-hmm. a result, they need a little bit of help with some people on some other things. And so they create this thing that we've called government. But I would like for people to somehow separate the two to understand that what's been created is a job. Let, let's put it yes, that way. That's you've, it. you've been created it, as a trustee. A public service is a public trust. An indentured servant. Right. Yes. That's that, all you are. That's what government is. <clears throat> yes. So you're an indentured servant. The only thing you're here for is to benefit us as the people. Nothing else. Right. So when people say, well, the government has power over us, that's a lie. Stop it. (laughs) It is not the truth. The government is here to serve the people. That's why they say protect and serve, because the purpose is to benefit us, not to encroach upon us. So they get rid of our schooling and our knowledge of these contracts called the state constitutions. So you never know they're supposed to do it. They'll talk to you about the long, long, far away United States Constitution because it doesn't talk about your normal servants in detail. So that way, the local servants who are the closest to you can be tricked by the federal government to get into a program and rip you off in many different areas. But if you just know what the trust indenture, the agreement says, God hates covenant breakers. So if they make a covenant that they're not going to infringe upon your rights, they're not going to interfere with your right to have weapons, they're not going to interfere with your right to have liberty. And then they do it. They are transgressing the law that they already accepted. They agreed. Can't do that. Interesting. Can't do it. So we got to finish the text, though, because the text is going to blow you away when you see what it's said. Okay. All right. So. Boy, where were we at? Uh, The Bill of uh, Yeah. The Bill of Rights is accepted. And that's E X C E P T. No, no, not just the, the Bill of Rights. Everything we in this declared that everything. Yep. Everything is accepted out of, and that means away from the powers. Uh, uh, he says it out of the general powers of the what they've created as that they call government, or we're going to call indentured servitude. So people understand we, the servants. Hey, indentured service. We yeah. never granted it to you. That's we right. Never granted the power to you to interfere with anything in this whole bill of rights. And if we went through the whole bill of rights, you will quake when you see what it says. We did. Isn't that interesting though, that they put an amendment into the United States constitution that says there'll be no indentured servitude. Isn't that interesting that they well, put that in well, there? Amended? No, it will be no involuntary. involuntary. Excuse me. Sorry oh, about that. Yep. Brother, 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 yep. brother, I got some fire for you. Did you know that the state is what's called a voluntary political association yeah, and nobody sure. is to be forced to use it? That's right. Yeah. So they don't tell us that the whole state is not some big sovereign power. 
It is simply a voluntary political association. Okay, so so my friend Charlie Stewart of God Sent His Men, he showed this this too. He showed us this in some Supreme Court rulings and also in the statutes that are in uh, the U under the 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 U.S. government, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's what he was showing. He was saying, you can come out from under this if that's what you want to do, and you can live completely to the law of God, and you don't have to submit to this. You can submit to the, the kingdom of God. You can submit to the commonwealth, and which is what he does, what his family does, and many other people do. So I'm glad that you brought that out because people do have a choice that they can come out from that. They cannot be a part of this if, that's what, if they don't want to do that. That's perfectly fine. And nobody... Nobody is to submit to this because only our servants submit to that's people. right. Yep, that's right. So the psych the psychology where people run around, they have these shirts and they say, I will not comply. And they feel like they're doing something powerful. Really, what you're doing is is using a psychology that says it's an option for you to comply. Why would you ever comply with your servant that you put in place to serve and benefit you only? Why would that even be in the conversation? Because we got tricked. Yeah. Yeah, the mindset, so, the, the saying that we won't comply, and I've, I've been guilty of saying it too. So these are things that we have to repent of out of what's coming out of our mouth because that's what's been talking. You said it though. Yep. This is what you said we got to correct just a couple of minutes ago. Yep. It's, and, and we have to hold each other to do it by learning. Amen. But if, if you look at the rest of this text, it tells you that, the, the these powers are accepted out of the powers of government. They don't even have them. They can't interfere with any right we have in the bills of rights. And any law they make is null and void. That goes against it. It's void on its face. So when somebody tells me, hey, Dave, they're writing a statute that they're going to give the power to the who, I start laughing. I'm like, who gave them that power? Let's write them a notice together and let them know we bring in that fire because they're trying to play a game. Didn't they already agree they wouldn't do this? Didn't the United States government already agree that they would never interfere with our rights in the states? So if you can't interfere with our rights in the states, this power is accepted from you too. None of y'all can write a bill over our rights, period. Stop acting. See, it's cute when they think, oh, well, we'll just write this bill and tell them we could take their rights away and their power away, and they're just going to cry about it and say it's not fair. No, when you find out that they don't have the power to do it and they already signed a contract, now you got an issue because you're not going to them and arguing saying, I don't think it's fair that you won't let us go outside. You're going to them and saying, hey, didn't you swear when you got elected that you were going to follow the 51 constitutions if you're United States and the constitution of your state and the federal? And didn't you swear that you would never go against the people this way? Didn't you swear you would never help an enemy? Didn't you swear that you would not let there be an invasion? That's what you swore, right? So you're doing differently now? Did you decide that you were not going to do it before you got elected or after? Please tell me. Right? Yep. We're coming by authority of God, not by uh, some weak begging for somebody to tell. And when God gets you, you know, God comes with authority. God says, who told you you were naked? Hey, did you eat from the tree that I told you not to? Well, it was the woman. It was the Democrats. It was the Republicans. <laughs> right. So that's right. We got to we got to stop going at government in a way as passive weaklings who are begging on our knees and groveling when God tells us he's the governor. If God is the governor and you serve God, God is your king. Right. 
God has granted you authority on earth to be over things. Now, if you are living in America and the law says that you have the power to fix everything, stop begging and start standing. Because you're literally sinning against God if you got dogs that are running around. You got pit bulls running around with no leash biting people. And you're just like, oh, oh, don't bite them. Don't bite them. Oh, you're killing them. Stop, please. Right. You don't let your dog run out and start biting people and not stop the dog or correct your dog or put a leash on your dog or a chain or a 20 foot fence if the six foot fence don't work. If you're not stopping your dog, your pets, your animals, your kids, right, from going out and punishing, then you're part of the problem. Right. We can see it. That's right. In, yeah. in, 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 in black culture today. There's a lot of kids just making videos, world star hip hop. They got a whole dang channel for it. And they're just going around beating up people, but there's fatherless homes. And that's by design because they paid, uh, starting in like the sixties and the seventies, they start paying black women to not have men in the house. So now you've got fatherless homes. And when you have these fatherless homes, there's no man to raise the children. Now, contrast that with uh, uh, the Jewish culture. You're going to find that they have more fathers in the home and less children going to prison. So the thing is, is people can say, we don't need a man, right? That's this whole feminist trick idea. We don't need a man. I can do it all by myself, right? And blah, 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 right? Is foolishness designed to remove the fabric of a country and in many different pieces for many different areas that's going to dissolve the power of the country. So if we understand what's right and we stand on it and we stand in our powers, we're going to be able to get things back in order by God. But if you don't use the power that God gives you, you don't stand in the positions of trust that he allows you to have, then somebody else is going to stand there for you. And you're probably not going to like what they do. Notice when God dealt with Israel, he said, you don't want a king. If you get a king, they're going to send your kids off the war. They're going to take up your best vineyards. They're going to do this and do that. Tax your stuff. You're not going to like it. Yeah, you're not going to like it. Right? I don't know. I'm going to tell you, we're, we're coming up the end of the radio show and we're going to carry over. So mm -hmm. if you guys want to catch it, sonsoflibertymedia.com, before it's news.com or Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. That's one of the things that gets me is the people just want to, they, they think you're patriotic by paying your taxes. And boy, when they find out somebody isn't paying their quote unquote fair share, it's like, why aren't you people arguing? Why is anybody paying any of this? Who is Wait, here? What is, what is paying? What is okay. paying your Okay, I, I get it. We'll, we'll cover that. You, on the, you need to know what's yours. <laughs> yes. Let's cover that on the other side here. Dave's going to yes, be sir. with us. Um, you can check him out at Real Dave Cares for You. That's with a number four on Twitter, and you can also catch him on Dave Cares For You with F-O-R on Rumble, and he's going to hang over with us. We're going to talk about this. Lord willing, we'll see you in the morning. Adios. All right, want to welcome everybody coming in over from Red State Talk Radio. So let's pick up right on that right there. When you said, I remember, what was it, back in 2012, uh, Mittens Romney, uh, who is, you know, like, like all these guys who show up on the quote-unquote right, and I tell people, right of what? Left of what? The right and left of the law. Jesus tells jo Joshua going into, he says, don't turn to the right or to the left. Obey what I said. Quit going to the mm -hmm. right and the left. Of Obey what I said. So Mittens mm -hmm. is, is up and, and he's telling people, oh, 47% of the population is not paying income tax. 
Well, dummy, we already know income does not apply to the majority of the people. It applies to government officials. It applies to foreigners. It applies to those who sell guns, tobacco, firearms, alcohol, explosives. But it doesn't apply to the vast majority of people who simply trade their time for money. Ages. And our money is even lawless. I mean, I, again, mm -hmm. I feel like Isaiah, Lord, I'm, I'm a man of lawless money in the, in the midst of a people of lawless money. So I know there's repentance that has to happen across the board, but especially with with us who name the name of Christ, we've got to we've got to repent of that too. So when you say when we, we were coming to the end of the show, you had an idea you were going to push out there. I want you to tell that idea to the people. Well, when you say, people say you got to pay your fair share, well, what's your fair share? Right. See, a lot of people like to say a lot of things, but then they say we have to follow the law, and so I say, okay, so show me what law you're talking about. Right. Because a lot of people believe in a lot of hocus pocus. That's not anywhere in any law. So when people do that, people say, well, yeah, if you don't if you don't pay this this way, I I'm going to say, hey, so wait, we got a constitution. Right. Yeah. And it's what our government service are to follow. Right. Yeah. OK. So what percentage contract do we write with the government in the Constitution to tell how much we were going to pay them uh, from our uh, private employment? Can't show me one. No mm. Nothing. Nowhere. Yeah. You know, um, wow, that's deep, right? Well, well, why is it that some constitutions actually say that we have the power to enjoy the gains of our own employment? We have the power to enjoy the gains of our own work. So if it says we have the power to enjoy the gains, um, what part of the gains do you get to take? Yeah. Now, it, it gets deeper because um, when you look in state constitutions, you'll see where there's certain things that could be taxes for certain things for people to put together to help certain things like having government services. But then you'll see where people tax the food you get to cover stuff for services. You'll see they tax the, I'm sorry, not the food, but the um, items you buy at the store, right? You'll see if you import things, right? If you look at the original law for taxation in America, it's going to tell you clearly what it's for. The whole first half of it, which is tons and tons and tons of pages, deals with the types of things you could be importing from other countries. But nobody tells us that. And then we don't go back and read. So when somebody tells me what I need to pay, I say, good, just show me in law where I need to pay it. And then we, I will pay anything that any, any, Anything that I'm supposed to pay based on what the law said, but here's the problem you're going to have. The, the state statutes, right, and the federal statutes are written in pursuance of the Constitution, right? So the Constitution says the legislature shall, the judiciary shall, the uh, executive branch shall, and the municipal workers shall. But where does it say the people shall? So the general, yeah, the general power document says that the people reserve to themselves the right to own property. Really? So if I can own property, that means I have to have money to own property, right? So how much money do you get to take from me, which might prevent me from owning property? It says we have liberty. That means if I want to go uh, visit you right now, right? And it takes for me to be able to have gas, right? 
then I need to be able to enjoy my right to use my work to buy gas to go visit you and assemble, right? So how much do you get to take from me? And what if it stops me from being able to get gas to go visit you? Did I say I would do that in the law somewhere? Right. Did we, did we make some, did I make some agreement with my servants that they could just dig into my stuff and take whatever percentage they want? Where did I, where did I agree? Yeah, we didn't agree with any of that. And that leads to some something else. And then I want to get on some practical things as far as the instruction, because I think that's where people, they want to go. They want to go, okay, I get most of what you're saying here. How do we make this work? Because somebody, I think in chat said something like, um, uh, let me, let me get the, thing here. You need a lawyer to do any of that. I'm not smart enough to understand all these things, all these details. And I get it. To do any of what? To do any of what? To get to do any of these things where you're going to instruct them. Okay. Well, let's but, see but if that's let's, true. Let, let, let's, let's just, <laughs> let's make everybody aware. Dave is not a lawyer either. He's not signed up no. with the bar. He hasn't got a sheepskin for it or any of that kind of stuff. What do you do? You, you do real estate, right? Yeah. I've done real estate since my twenties. I've done medical commodities. And now I spend most of my time teaching the law. Yeah. So, so Dave is not, he's not an attorney. So it, it, it took him, it, you said it took you a long time, uh, a lot of hours two, being up. Two, two years, two years straight, 14 yeah. to 16 hours a day yeah. studying and learning. So there's, there's a lot put into there. And I think of, you know, I think about Jesus when he's young and he goes to the temple. Who's he talking with? He's talking with the doctors and the, the lawyers of the day. And he's confounding mm -hmm. them at 12 years old because whatever's coming out of their mouth and whatever he's reading, he's, He's not like us. He gets it the first time. It doesn't, you know, you can say he, he's a, he's a son of a carpenter. He, every time he measures something, whereas Tim for, will forget it before I even get to cut a piece of wood, he measures it the first time, remembers it perfectly and cuts it perfectly. This is, this is who we're talking about. We're talking about mm -hmm. the essence of perfection. And so when he picks these things that he does for us, we have to keep in remembrance. We have to keep reminding ourselves. We had to keep memorizing mm -hmm. and learning those things. So let's take some examples, unless you want to continue through uh, the Texas thing here. But I do want to give some examples. Did we, did we get that last part of Texas? Uh, I'm did not we, sure. Did let's, we just say the last No, part, we didn't get the it last was part. Let's get that. Yeah. We probably should finish the last word let's and then we we'll go straight to Michigan to teach the people. Let's do that. We declare that everything in this Bill of Rights is accepted out of the general powers of government and shall forever remain inviolate and all laws can't, you can't violate it forever yep, that's right and all laws contrary thereto contrary to what the limitations we put on them as our indentured servants and or, and the bill of rights you yes, can't make bill, anything contrary to the bill of rights at all period that's right or to the following provisions shall mm -hmm. be void now let's let's take an issue that you have actually engaged in and that you've mm -hmm. been a part of a solution to, and that was mm -hmm. dealing with the bureau, the unconstitutional—I would say it's an unconstitutional bureau of alcohol, it is. alcohol, tobacco, they, firearms, and explosives. And they're finding out right now. <laughs> the, the 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 Supreme Court themselves are showing them that they're unconstitutional. Nothing, nobody who's been trampling over the rights of people. And it wasn't until recent history that the Supreme Court started spilling the beans and telling the truth. And they did not do it on their own. They got some encouragement and you can see it. The, the power to do this and notice that it does not say you need a lawyer is going to be in uh, Michigan constitution. We can see an inherent right that is discussed. I think it's within the first three or four of their declaration of rights. Um, 
if we can pull it up, you're going to see what the people have the power to do. All right. Give me a second, because I was pulling up your video to talk about. Um... Oh, well, you can do that, too. I mean, because <laughs> both of them are. Let me see about the the um, Constitution here. Of Michigan, we'll bring it up. We've got some Michiganites up in here. So uh, I, I think many of them have I probably, seen one yesterday. Yeah, many of them have already learned a lot of the stuff and been putting into practice. So here we are. This is mm -hmm. Michigan. Where do we want to go? Okay. Here? Declaration of Rights. All right. How, where is that at? Uh, That's going to be Article 1, I believe. One. One or two. Okay. Declaration of Rights. Yep. Okay. Okay. So now let's uh, scroll down to number three. Okay. All right. And this is assembly. By the way, assembly is what I'm, I'm learning. I'm going to have to get rid of the, the term church and I'm going to do a show on why I'm going to do that. No, church, church is okay. So well, no, when you, is the same thing. Yeah. But when you, well, it is in the translation that we read, but when you look for what, how it was used, the church, it distinguished, a, it actually distinguished a building, whereas the ecclesia, when you see in the Old Testament, is referenced as assembly or congregation. But anyway, never, well, you'll find newer, newer authors try to say that church means building. But if you read in Ephesians chapter one, it says that Jesus, God made, God the Father made Jesus to be head over the church, the ecclesia, which is yep. his body. Yep. Yeah. And ecclesia is a compound word called out. Yeah, God tells us to be peculiar people, peculiar but people, yeah. when you when you read in a scripture, you'll see where it says that the church is only the body of believers, the yes. people, not a building. No, I and get the understanding. I get hands. the understanding yeah. we have of that. Uh, mine was going to be on a on a on a, a different way of showing things, but anyway, he says assembly, mm -hmm. consultation, instruction, petition. But I do think it's important assembly because that is what the ecclesia is. It's an assembly of the people of God. So the yep. people have the right peaceably to assemble. Why wouldn't they? They're an assembly, right? <laughs> to mm -hmm. consult for the common good. Whoa, whoa. Now consult. Consult is a word that deals with discussing your matters, including the law, because this is a political state. So the people have a right to come together to consult for the common good. Notice it didn't say with an attorney. Right. If they're consulting then, with each other. Then what does it say? To instruct their representatives. Oh, wait, wait! It didn't say to get an attorney to help you instruct your representative, or to get your, or to get your representatives to instruct you. <laughs> no, it didn't say that, right? Yeah. To instruct their representatives and uh -huh. to petition the government that they made for redress of uh -huh. grievances. So, because y'all go mess up and agree us sometimes, because you're going to do something silly and not realize you broke the law. We also can just come to you and say, hey, fix this. You took money from me that you weren't supposed to fix it now. Hey, you uh, you had somebody come over and give me a ticket for having my car in my yard that belongs to me, which is my property. Yeah, uh, put the car back and fix it. Restore me. Make me whole. Fix the fence. That's what the real law says. Okay. All right. So we, we've got that one done. So when mm -hmm. we're so we're here, so instruct their representatives, and I think that goes hand in hand with petition the government for redress of grievances. Because if these guys are violating what they said, what they were entrusted to do, these indentured servants to us, mm -hmm. if they're violating what they said they would do, then we have reason to instruct them back towards what they said they would do. Keep their yes, yes, yeah. and their no, no. Yes. And, and both of those are in there. Yes, I will do this. No, I will not do that other. 
Yep. And, and to, how do you instruct them if you don't know? If you don't know. Yeah, you're ignorant. And so you're, you're they'll stand it on its head like what I was showing with the, the other thing. And to petition that government for redress of grievances. When you guys go and you violate your yes or you violate your no, we're to call you to account for that and, in essence, call you to repentance and, if necessary, remove you from your position and then, once you're removed, prosecute you for your yes. violation of law. Yes, yes, yes. See, this is the stuff that they don't tell us. We have the power to totally control, correct, regulate, fix the issues, make them change if they did wrong, punish them for doing wrong, period. And this is why they have to consent to the oath, right? Because we can't hold them liable unless they consent. See, if you're just running around, walking around the earth, you're not bound to us. You're bound to God. But the very moment that you swear that you're going to serve us and follow this law, when you get out of line, you already swore by the document that we're looking at that's written in plain English. There is no running. Okay. All right. So let's give, let's give an example here. So yesterday on the show, what I talked about was, uh, this thing that, well, it was a, it was a general thing about how people are putting their kids in public schools. And by the way, when you see public school in say, I don't know, little house on the prairie, it's the parents who are basically the ones who say, we're going to hire a teacher. And we're going to make sure that teacher stays in line and only teaches our kids what they want. They're not going to be bringing bananas and condoms in the school. They're not going to be mm -hmm. bringing the LGBTQ or STV, WXYZ stuff in the school. <laughs> They're not going to be uh, trying to take our kids away and have them, quote unquote, vaccinated without our permission or have abortions or any. We, we're, we're going to keep a tight rein on that. And when the teacher gets the least bit out of line, you see them calling that teacher out. Right. You see them correcting. Yep. It. If need be, they fire them. So yep. now in education, we have public education, which is run by people who said they this was one of their no's. Uh, the Tenth Amendment, whatever hasn't been given to the federal government, is reserved to the states and to the people. Education is not mentioned anywhere in the in the Constitution. That is that is the that is the jurisdiction of the home. We read this the other day, yesterday, and on the show on Monday, Deuteronomy six. Education is mom and dad's responsibility, not the state. Not not even the church, although the church comes along, they should be bolstering what mom and dad are teaching. The fact of the matter is it's, it's that jurisdiction. So we had this go on to where there was a um, and I did, uh, I lost the thing. They, they there's this. Oh, OK, so this is this Obama linked. Um, gosh, it opened up. Where did it open up? OK, my microphone gets in the way of some of the things here, but. There's this Obama-linked uh, sodomite lesbian group, and they go to this school conference, and they're passing out fisting kits. And I told people, I'm not even going to get into what that is. If you want to know, go look at it. But they're passing these things out. So the, this is a prime example. How can parents go in and instruct their representatives to say, wait a minute, you guys... We have laws against this stuff, and they're on the books, and I don't care what the Supreme Court says. The Supreme Court is not the lawgiver. They're supposed to interpret the law, not give the law. And so how do we go and instruct the representatives in this county or in that state to say, you need to go arrest these people and prosecute them because you said you would? How, how do the people so, put that together? 
So the, the first way it starts is by educating the people and showing them that they, they have the power to run government and each branch and part of it. Um, we've done this already. We had a group of women called the Affidavit Mamas when they were trying to lock the kids down, force the kids to wear masks and do all these different things that they wanted the people to do. And then they start threatening. If you don't get a shot, uh, we'll take your kids and, and so on and so forth. Your kid can't come to our school. The Affidavit Mamas used my process to put the government on notice uh, with all of these mandates and the different things across Arizona and then people joined in across other states. So you'll probably remember that the FBI got involved and they were told by the school board of Arizona uh, to come investigate parents who were going to school board meetings, standing up and talking against the bad government actors, right? So in order to get things to start working and moving the right way, you have to have controversy, meaning you have to correct those who are doing wrong, like God would tell us to, not just lay down or be part of it. So the affidavit mama started teaching the law based on what I showed them. And then they started showing the school boards. The school boards had attorneys that it started trying to fight. So then we put the school board attorneys and the school board on notice saying, this is what the law says. If you want to bring some law showing that you said otherwise, or you didn't agree to this, let us see. So then the attorneys tried to fight for a split second. The news media tried to join them. Then they found out they couldn't beat us with the law. So they dropped everything. Then they went to... Joe Biden's FBI and the DOJ and made a report saying that the people at the school board meetings were pressuring them to not do what they wanted to do, investigate them. When they went and gave information to the FBI and to the DOJ, we put the FBI and the DOJ and federal uh, Congress, Jim Jordan and the Supreme Court on notice. And then we let them know, you guys swore to a trust indenture. This is what you said, do. Jim Jordan immediately investigate the school boards now and the FBI and the DOJ. And then you saw on TV, Jim Jordan calling the FBI and the DOJ into the legislature and nailing them. And nobody ever got arrested. All this stuff about, we're going to get the FBI and the DOJ on you failed. And now we have taken back a ton of the power in Arizona with those types of issues. And we're taking back more and more every day. So this is real life stuff that happens. So I can get you the notices if you have me on again. I'll bring the notices and I'll show you where they went after the FBI and the DOJ. I'll show you where we, we were discussing what we were going to do ahead of time. And then we did it. And the FBI and the DOJ sat down. Jim Jordan and them went crazy on the school boards and uh, called them out in front of America. So this, this is stuff that really happened already. Okay. All right. Now, but, but let, me, let me see if I can add this. They, they call them out. But do you actually see any any action taken against those school boards to correct themselves? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. when when Jim Jordan called the the people to the carpet, the school board sent out an apology letter and said, Oh, we didn't mean to get the DOJ and the FBI to be to go after parents. You know, we're sorry, whatever, you know, they bowed down, bowed out, and then they started respecting the parents. And then across the nation. We have school after school, college after college, and job after job, where we had the only people there who didn't have to get a vaccine, didn't have to wear a mask or do anything, while the other parents and kids and, and uh, workers were actually doing that stuff. We didn't have to. Okay. All right. Now, here's what I want to do. Uh, you, you've got a specific thing that I think some people would probably find very interesting. 
And this mm -hmm. is not even at a local level. You did this with the ATF. And oh, yeah. so I, I, I do have a question, though. Mm -hmm. What was going on this day where you got safety glasses and gloves on? Oh, because I tell people um, a lot of the people are afraid to go fight. And they look at they look up psychologically to people who wear suits and, you know, have an apron on like a doctor or, yep. you know, a scientist or something. And we've been tricked out of common sense by worshiping people by what they wear as a title. Okay. Rather than looking at the wisdom of God. So I said, hey, it's gonna get down to dirty. It's gonna get it's gonna get crazy. So I came in with some safety glasses and some gloves on. I think I had an apron on <laughs> that stopped sparks. I oh one video I had my angle grinder and I'm like right. <laughs> because I tell them, I'm going to come do the hard work that God gives us the power to do. Amen. I'm going to tell you ahead of time what we're going to do. And then we're going to go do it. And you're going to see the power of God move. And you're going to wonder how nobody else is doing it. Yeah. Right. I, you're going to wonder. So, so on this issue, it's dealing with ATF and guns. What are the, mm -hmm. tell people what the specific is. And then I want to play it. It's about 14 minutes. I want people to hear it from you as to what so, you said. So what it is, is. The government likes to play games like they have power over people and the attorneys do what Jesus said. They hide the key of knowledge. So when they're writing these statutes that, that you'll hear even Christians go around saying, hey, uh, we got to follow the law. I'm like, did you even read what you're talking about? Because it didn't say what you think it said. See, they'll say it's no such thing of common law as lawyers. The common law don't exist. You don't have a right to not follow a statute. It's for you and it binds everybody. And I'm like, no, it's not. The common law uh, governs the government servants and the relationship between the people and their property. And we are not bound. We, we are bound to not hurt each other, but we are not bound by these contracts that we put in place with our servants. And when they write a statute, it's not to bind us because they already said they can't. So what I do is I go to the original law and show, hey, Congress, when you wrote this law, you were smart enough to know you better tell everybody that this didn't mean us as the people. But people right now today are being tricked by dirty attorneys and bureaucrats where they use something called Chevron doctrine. And they will say, listen, you're going to uh, have to follow what we say is law. And then they let the ATF go to court and make up some stuff that's law based on their rules and beliefs. And it's not in the written law. So what I do is I'll go to the Supreme Court federal legislature and the ATF at the same time with the people and say, I'm challenging you about what you say about the law and I'm going to put your own law in your face and you lie to me, lie to us now. And they have to bag down and you'll see it clear as day. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's take this video. I'm going to play this for the people and uh, Dave, you can take a rest there for the next 14 minutes or I, so. I'll mute. Okay. This is, this is Dave. Uh, how we predicted the Supreme Court and Legis would flip ATF and guns. Here he is. That's right. Dave Jose, I'm going to show you guys why attorneys are struggling, why they can't fix stuff for the American people. We call it out ahead of time. We do notice, and we're going to show y'all that government officials followed us, but we wrote it, told you guys what was going to happen with the Supreme Court federal legislature. Then we watch and flip. Check this out. And I'm coming to you guys ready for work. Look, I'm a little dirty. I got my sleeves pulled up. I got on my apron. I got on some safety glasses. I'm looking rough. You know, I'm telling you guys, we've had all this time 
where psychologically you have been tricked as the people of America. I got tricked when I was younger. In order to believe that people who come with nice suits on, people who come with big names and a lot of money, big name attorneys, we were led to believe that they were going to handle our affairs and take care of things. Well, we find out that this is not the case. When we wanted to get audits of elections, the attorneys seemed to want to stop us. The Bar Association let other attorneys know that if they helped us get audits, that they would take their license or attempt to, and we saw it play out. We also know when the lockdowns happened that Many attorneys didn't want to help people to fix things and they wanted to wait for the governor to let them know or courts to give them guidance on what the real law is about being able to lock people down. But that didn't stop them from telling officers, attorneys, and government officials that they could lock people down. We were able to stop that in many cases, hundreds, thank God. But let's go deeper. When it came to People defending their rights to carry guns, something special happened last year. See, when the Supreme Court came out and started looking for cases like the Bruin case and others, to be able to stand and fight for the American people, the courts were allowing something called Chevron uh, deference doctrine. They were allowing bureaucrats and government officials to come in and make up what they believed the law said in order to have cases. In other words, they would attack the rights of people, but the agencies would declare to the so-called court what the real law is, and the judges would not make a determination if it was good or bad and kick their cases out. So in other words, guys, we have dealt with a situation where government officials were attacking the people based on their rights. Now, I'm going to show you something mighty. I'm going to talk some real trash right now. I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you see ahead of time that we did notice to the Supreme Court, to Jim Jordan, not only did we tell you guys that we were going to knock down their bad actions, but we actually came out and told you guys two weeks ahead of time to a month ahead of time what we were going to do and then we got to see the government officials respond exactly like we said. So in other words, we knew the law so well and understood the law so well that we did not wait until after our notices and affidavits produced a result. We made the notices, sit, uh, showed them to you guys, and then told you what was going to happen live two weeks to a month ahead of time. So I'm going to show you the real videos made back then where we explain what the real law is, but more importantly than that, we tell you that we're going to tear down what's going on with bad actors and gun cases. Now, for any of you guys who know the Bruin cases and all the accompanying cases that the Supreme Court brought together, they've been knocking down ATF gun cases. The legislature been going after ATF and the federal Congress. Guys, we are seeing the unthinkable, but the biggest thing is God let us do the unthinkable ahead of time. Now, guys, you can also see this with the only full forensic audit in American history. God is doing big things. More things are happening now that people have never even dreamed of. But I want you to see what kind of work we do because we get to see the real truth and we call it out ahead of time. We're not attorneys. We're not bar members. 
but we're winning like crazy. So take a look at this video and see for yourself that we told what was going to happen before it happened and then gave you the law to show why it would happen and why it would flip the Supreme Court and the federal legislature. Let's get it. That's not right. I love you enough to say this. This is going to make some people mad. I love you enough to say this. And I realize that we are getting ready to have victory in such a way that you won't believe. This gun thing is about to fall. Notice I'm telling you the gun stuff is about to fall, but this video was done last year before the gun cases even started when we were ready to put them on notice. Jim Jordan is going to get this and he'll probably be on TV in a couple of days or he's going to get some of his colleagues that he likes that are conservative to talk about it within two weeks. Pay attention to the fact we knew the power of the real law applied and what it would do ahead of time. That's not happening everywhere. This is what I see stuff happening as within two weeks. He'll start talking about having hearings. Two weeks. The Supreme Court justices going to be looking for a case to take to open their mouth. Watch. So I'm letting you guys know we don't have time to trust in anything but what God gives us. God gives each and every one of us the power to do what we need to do. He gives each and every one of us the ability to choose our servants. And they can't even take care of elections now. They can't even make sure they got enough ballots in certain counties. How the freak does that happen? That's called maladministration. And we don't need to knock down everything they're doing wrong because we have a reason in law for every single thing. One reason is just you're not handling our business well. Right to work state. Yo, ain't just got to go. <laughs> right? You don't have a right to be here. Get your anus out of here. So guys, this is how we stand as the people. I want you guys to share this everywhere. We're about to knock some stuff down. I'm having fun. I enjoy this because I understand what the law says. We make it plain and clear. There's no running away from this. You're not getting away. Now take a look at the real hidden law that we knew would destroy the corruption. It's unbelievable. Watch this. Or use of firearms appropriate to the purpose of hunting, trap shooting, target shooting, personal protection. Oh, so you didn't mean to make any of these statutes to have anything to do with any weapon that any man or woman would have for their personal protection or any other lawful activity? Uh, could that be a lawful activity like having any type of weapon that's necessary to fight off a whole bunch of people that are trying to destroy the state or the people or dropping off bricks and guns uh, for people to come ransack people's houses and then they won't prosecute? Uh, those types of activities? Mm, yeah. Watch this. And that this title is not intended to discourage or eliminate the private ownership. See, there's a difference between commerce ownership to sell weapons to people all over the place as a business and having private ownership of weapons because you can't interfere with people's private affairs. You don't have the authority to even tax people's private stuff. You may act like you do, but we'll see. Intended to discourage or eliminate the private ownership or use of firearms by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes, like protecting your freaking self. So if the original statute that they're using to say that they're controlling firearms tells you that it wasn't the purpose of the legislature to make a statute for them to take your firearms, 
How are they amending the statute and making a different purpose? They really don't want to play the games, y'all. I, I want y'all to look at that again. It tells you that this statute was not created to interfere with the private property of the people, private ownership of weapons, personal protection, target shooting, trap shooting, hunting, whatever it is, it, this was not created to interfere with the rights of the people. So they wrote in the statute that they used to start all this bull, that it was not meant to do this so that when attorneys change it later, if you don't go back and look and see, you got a problem. You got a problem if you don't go back and look and see. Guys, so what you see is what we did with notice. I didn't show you the notice, but for the Supreme Court and Federal Congress, we knew ahead of time that the government was creating statutes back then that would leave things loose. And then later on, attorneys would go and just change everything, make it more general or hard to understand so that they can use jurisdiction that they don't have and stretch it over the people in order to steal rights. Now, I'm going to tell you 100%. Attorneys who are dealing with Trump, Carrie Lake whole situation, um, this whole statutory situation with Josh Barnett case, you saw him go to court and he brought up common law. You saw the judge talk about common law in some of these cases. And the attorneys would say, no, 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 this is completely statutory. Nothing with the common law. See, guys, they didn't want you to understand the real constitutional duties of trustees in government and how we could hold them accountable. They want to just presume that we're all under this same commercial jurisdiction or up under some other administrative jurisdiction so they can ignore that the real law never says they can do what they do. So when it comes to election issues today, people are doing statutory challenges. Of course, the statutory challenges are locked inside of a box where the remedy is inside of the box. So the attorneys who knew that they were going to try to prevent people later on from being able to fight, use that box to hold you back. And this is why normal attorneys can't get out of the box. I saw jurisdictional issues and status issues in cases that dealt with Trump. I saw uh, Republican uh, attorneys put affidavits together wrong, which would not be admitted into cases. I saw Carrie Lake's status wrong. I gave her a document to help her learn why she needed to change her status. She said she gave it to her attorney. And then we see she just magically gets standing. We see another Supreme Court case in Arizona with Stacey Burke. I help her do an affidavit. The affidavit is admitted into the case. Guys, I'm getting my hands dirty with real life work. And the people who are rolling with us are making real life changes in the midst of government. But guys, the same old work, the same old way is not producing results. Big names are not producing results. Big attorneys are not producing results. And now we're looking at things like initiatives. We're looking at the people's power to reform, alter, and abolish government on the spot. And we're going to get these same big name attorneys and same big name people who don't understand the law, who don't study who never came out and told y'all with this arm situation or with uh, audits of elections that you can do it. It took a dumb person like me from the ghetto 
with God's wisdom to help you to see that they learn the law wrong. And then we put it into effect and told you what we would do before we did it. Guys, we are getting ready to see this nation flip by God. It's not Dave Jose. It is God. He has given us the wisdom to study the real law and take back what's been stolen from us. If you seriously want to change things with elections, if you seriously want to change the nation, if you seriously want to step up and do the work, come join me as one of the people. Roll up your sleeves. Get your apron on with the dirty uh, part of the neck right here and your gloves ready to get some <laughs> dirt on you. And let's get in and do the real work. We can't trust these people. To come handle on. Business. They're not handling business. They're dropping the ball day after day. And we don't have to go for it. I love you guys. Stay strong on Twitter. Stay strong on Rumble. I want you guys to share this everywhere. Look. Start getting this video and just individually. All right, there's Dave doing his self-promotion. We're going to promote Dave on, on his channel and stuff. But, I mean, brother, I feel it because you're, you're sitting here saying the majority of people, <clears throat> and I know there's a lot of people out there. We have them in our chat. We have them listen to the show who are actually, they're starting to get all of this. They're starting to learn. And, yeah, there's, there's mistakes. You know, I give a shout-out to Adam Heikla. You know, he he's had some mistakes because he didn't understand properly, and he said, okay, I learned from that, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to repent. I'm going to get it correct, and I'm going to go back and do it again. And if he sees something wrong, he goes back and corrects it. And then once he gets it, it's that way every time. I'm just going to come at you with a shotgun every time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I'm going to do. Uh, to to hold you people accountable because you serve me and my family as well as my neighbors and the neighbors of our county or our state, whatever. And we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to call you out. And if you want to be obstinate, if you want to be stiff-necked, or if you want to be like the redneck down in South Carolina says, you want to be a knucklehead, well, then you're going to learn the hard way. And my dad used to say, hard heads make for soft bottoms, don't they? And so some people mm -hmm. have to learn that way in what they're doing. So you've got some other things. I'm wanting to bring these up. You sent them to me on Telegram. And maybe you want to talk through some of these, these things that we're dealing with with what you're dealing with, the ATF. So one of the things that you have, and I don't know what happened to my, uh, oh, okay, it was behind my other window. I, I couldn't find out where that was. So one of these you have is you have something that you sent to uh Justice Brett Kavanaugh, you sent it to Jim Jordan, you sent it to Joe Biden and the Attorney General, and um, you have this laid out. It's a cease and desist from attacking private rights to protection. I want I want people to kind of see this, um, and people could put this in. Now, when you put this out, was this was you putting this? Were you putting this out so that the people listening to you, each one could print this off, they could put their name in it, sign it, and all this other, and then send it in, or how was this happening? <laughs> So we did what's called a job form where we actually have it where they could sign it electronically. And I believe with that one, there was thousands of us that sent it in. We did one with OSHA, that one was 6,000. And we did one with something else that was 6,000 or 7,000. So what we do is, is we break down the law all the way down to maxims, which maxims are fundamental principles that cannot be denied. No court can, like in every civilized nation, they accept these as universal truths. Many of these maxims come directly from God's word. And the judges know that when we use the constitution and maxims, there's no such thing of an argument. As a matter of fact, the maxims say that uh, maxims don't even have to be proved. They are proved. They are approved, <laughs> right? They are proof. 
You don't even have to prove it. But if you look at some of the things, if you just pick through there and look at some of the things that are said, you're going to find out that it shows that they never had the power in the law to do this. The fundamental law says they can't do it. The state constitution say they can't stop us and interfere with weapons. And their own law that they created that they're now using to interfere with weapons says that they didn't have the power to interfere with weapons. Okay, let me let me let me ask something here, just so we're clear, because mm-hmm. one of the things you've got here, and I want to talk about this a little bit, public law ninety six eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. and you talk about it's not the purpose of this title, that all these things. So Again, I don't understand why the need to write all these other laws about Second Amendment sanctuary counties and cities and all. I don't understand that because isn't the law clear? The the right of the people to both keep and I would assume I would assume out of keeping that is to attain as well that they can oh, yeah. they can purchase That's them or make them right yeah. so they can keep and they can bear arms. This whole nonsense that I see, like even with Ted. Cruz and the Heller case, it's like, okay, well, that dealt with the house. You guys went through all this stuff, but keep and bear. A kid can understand that. I can get a gun and I can keep it and I can bear it. It doesn't say in the public or the private. It says I can bear it. It doesn't say if it's open or concealed. Why are we going along with that? Is it because we have not learned the law and like the people of Hosea's day that we're being destroyed and being controlled because we don't understand the law. Yeah. See, we, we've had a lack of knowledge. We had an opportunity to look at it. We've rejected it. And now we've, we've been able to do things where people are watching TV and desperate housewives and all this stuff, rather than understanding uh, what we need to do with our servants. So What ends up happening is when somebody can trick you and say, look, don't talk about religion, politics, or money, that same person can take all of it from you, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't talk about religion because they don't want you to, they can take your religion away. They already have because they're stopping you from expressing your power and your right to do exactly what God commanded you to do. He commanded you to teach the gospel. So if you're not going to talk about it, then you apparently have made them your God, right? Yep. So now you have reject God's wisdom, you reject his knowledge, and you're going to do it your own way. So these people take your religion away. Then you deal with, um, you know, the, the, the politics. Politics are just entities that are created to uh, deal with the public affairs. Now, if you have your forefathers creating an entity to benefit you, and then you won't act as trust protectors when you have a trust, then your forefathers put it in the constitution for you as the people to be the trust protectors. When it gets out of line, you get rid of it, start over, do what you need to do. But if you won't do it, then somebody else is going to use the trust in whatever way they want to. Mm. And this is why they're tricking you and writing statutes to take all of your money, which they don't want you to talk about. See, if you don't go around talking to regular everyday people about money and politics and different things and what you create, and how you uh, how you regulate what you create, then what's going to happen is, is that the people inside of the trust are going to find ways to make the trust funds disappear into their pockets because nobody's watching the hen house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that. I see that exactly. And I see this this thing uh, that, that we're seeing where the and we talked about this on I think on Monday where you reference the people instead of having a a king like an earthly king they they did what our forefathers did and that was that they said we have no king but Jesus and yet mm-hmm. Jesus has a kingdom 
of mm-hmm. priest, a, a royal generation, a chosen generation, all of this. And so people are saying, well, who's in control? Everybody says, oh, Satan's in control. Satan's running thing. No, that's not what's going on. The ignorance of the people have left them at the disposal of wicked men. And it is up to the people of God to go back to the old paths, learn the ways of God, and then push them against the gates of the enemy. And I don't think the gates of the enemy have a standing. I mean, you've given it. This is just one area. This ATF issue is only one area that you're dealing with. It's and, and I'm sure there's others, but uh, there's a it, time. again, it's this isn't on this isn't saying God's bad for what he does. He's he's just and holy. And he's he's given us an example in Israel. Deuteronomy 28, he says, if you obey these things, blessings will overtake you. There'll be so much you can't even they're going to run after you and mm-hmm. over, overtake you. But if you don't obey me, it's going to be yeah, really, really, really bad. Yeah, it's going to be like that kid. And <laughs> it's going to be like that kid in the church. Uh, he's acting up, and I know this because I was in one one time acting up, and my mom or my dad would snag me up and take me outside and spank my butt. But it's like that kid in the church where he's acting up, and his dad's the preacher, and he's calling him down, and he won't listen. So his dad comes out of the pulpit, and he grabs the kid up, and he slings him across the back, and the kid's going, y'all pray, pray, pray. It's going to be bad, bad, bad. Well, that's how that's how the representatives should be responding when we call them out and say, wait a minute. You're off the you're off the straight and narrow here. You're off the law that we set for you as our indentured servants. Okay, mm-hmm. we're calling you back. We're calling you to repent of what you're doing. And if you don't do it, mm-hmm. then we're gonna. Then, since this is in the public, <laughs> this is not a private matter. This is in the public. We're gonna remove you from office, and we're gonna prosecute you as well. And both of those are found. I know at least in the federal constitution. I don't know about many of the state. I know mine. And the state, the state has it too. In mine too. I, I do know mine. I don't know everybody else's, but I do know mine. And and so that's what we're doing. So this is really what you're helping people to understand is the power resides in the people who will one obey God first because mm-hmm. they love justice and righteousness just like the Father that they claim. Right. The second yeah. is to enact it. It's not just to say. Faith without mm-hmm. works is dead. Is dead. Mm-hmm. So you're teaching, mm-hmm. you're helping to teach people. While we may give the principles here, you're giving them not only the principles, you're giving them the practical stuff of what they're doing. This is why I love having you on. You're giving the practical because that's what people are looking for. They're not looking to be, um, they're not looking to be entertained with knowledge. I mean, some people are. Some people are happy with knowledge, and that's all they want to do. And knowledge puffs up. So yeah, it's, we, a, it's a waste. It's yeah. a waste if you're not going to use it. It's we, only here to be used. It's a tool. Yep. And if you don't use it, you're wasting your life and you're wasting your time. I mean, for me, I look at how many people are saying that they don't like what's happening in the nation. They can see the republic is being lost. They can see people are not following godly principles. They can see this and that, right? And then you see there's groups of people who put on outfits that, you know, I'm going to put on military fatigues and I'm going to say I'm tough. And yeah, I, I make my own law. I self master. Right. And they go out and, uh, they are angry and rebellious because they don't know what to do. Right. They're really upset. They don't know what to do. Or you'll see some of them put on their posts, you'll see women. Right. And then in their, you know, little description, it'll say, you know, uh, you know, law fighter, you know, stand for truth, bad B, right? They start having to use a lot of times aggressive words because they don't know what to do 
to fight, but they want to feel like they're tough. Yeah, they're getting emotional. Right. Yeah. And when and you so get emotional, me, and when you get you when you tend to get decisions. emotional, you tend to sin. Yeah, you make dumb decisions, right? So I'm like, look, I believe that God has all power. I believe that he gave us certain abilities to do things and he 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 wishes for us to carry out his will, right? So if God says that he is a governor and he tells you that uh, the church is not seen physically, is not the building, it's the people, right? And it's a, it's a house exactly. made without yep. hands. And then he tells you that you will have power in the earth, right? And he tells you that you are to reprove wrongs, right? He tells you that the world is not going to love you because they didn't love him. And then you try to go through life making it uh, easy for everybody to love you because you're not saying the things that God said. You're not exercising your power. And then some people say, well, God don't want you to deal with anything with government. Well, first of all, even in your own house, you have government. You've got a day the trash goes out. you got somebody is cleaning up the bathroom, right? You have uh, somebody is sweeping up the floor. God didn't go in the Bible and say, okay, thou shalt tell your child to vacuum the floor on the first day of the week in the second month, right? But you do it. That's right. right? Yep. So, so, so let's not act like there's things in this world. See, God tells you to be a good steward in your family, tell the children to obey the parents. Oh, okay, so where's the obey manual? Did he say just obey your parents when they quote the Bible? Or are you to obey your parents when they say clean your room, uh, respect your teacher? Uh, yeah, as do long as they're that. not telling you to sin against God, because Paul says you yes. obey your parents in the yes. Lord. There's his qualification. In the Lord. Yep. Yes, yes. But there's certain things that are just things with handling business of the house that ain't got nothing to do with um, uh, are you going to worship this way or are you going to praise this way, right? It, it, you're going to do it like you're doing it for God, whatever you do. But some things are just, I got to wipe up this floor today, right? And then you say in the house, who's going to take care of wiping the floor? I'm going to go change the light bulbs, right? So, so sometimes in our, in our walk with God, we act like certain things are not really uh, worth dealing with because is not dealing with a single subject that's in the Bible in great detail. Yes. Right. Can I, can I add to that just to elaborate? Ahead, a little bit? Just to make ahead. sure, just to make sure I'm understanding correctly. When, when you're talking, when we're talking about these things, uh, as far as what, what the people have laid out, it's not that they're, am I understanding that it's not to say, look, it's not that the law of God does not apply. The law of God does mm -hmm. apply. But what we're doing is we're kind of like mom and dad, and mm -hmm. we establish a trust, which mm -hmm. people call government, but we're establishing a trust. That's what we're doing. And we're saying, okay, you trustees, here's what you can do on our behalf, mm -hmm. and here's what you cannot do on our behalf. Amen. And all of it is supposed, all of it should be coming under the government of the kingdom of the king, King Jesus, right? Because, Amen. okay, so I, I'm just wanting to make sure I understand that correctly. You, you're for those, hitting the nail on the head. Well, for those, the nail on the head. for those of you who are not understanding what I was getting at when we were going through Matthew 24, the gospel of the kingdom, the last days, this is what we're getting at. If you say, well, I don't see it, it's because you don't want to see it or you're not interested in being a part of that. So, Isaiah 9, this is what it says. This is what he says Messiah is going to be. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government, not many governments, but the government shall be mm -hmm. upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. And no, that's not what some people take as, well, Jesus and the Father are the same person. That's not what it's saying. The Prince mm -hmm. of Peace. And then he says this, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David which he's already assumed. He already has the yep. rod of iron. He tells us that in Revelation mm -hmm. 2 and 3. And he says the ones who overcome get to sit on his throne too. And yep. then he says this, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, does that mean, look, if, if everybody is perfect in their ways, which is what we're told is supposed to come. Okay, if Then what is the need for a king to sit upon a throne over a people where there's no need to have a rod of iron? That doesn't make any sense because if you have a rod of iron, that idea is to deal with lawbreakers, right? So mm -hmm. this is, I think, why Jesus says the kingdom doesn't come with observation like you guys think it does. It's coming mm -hmm. and it's in you. And if mm -hmm. you read Matthew 24, and you read Luke 21 parallel, he says, you'll know when it's near, even at the doors. And what is the it? I I've read it for you again. The kingdom of God. And when did that happen? When was that established? I'm telling you, you have to wrest the scriptures out of their context to not see the kingdom of God came when Jesus came and he, 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 he closed out the old covenant and established the new, a new heavens and a new earth, a new world, if you will, because now it wasn't just centralized on Israel. It's going out to the nations. It's going across the Roman Amen. Empire, the world at that time. That's what I was making reference to in the chat. I didn't get to pop a lot of stuff in there. That's what I was making reference to when Peter talks about the world. He's talking about the Roman Empire, the inhabited earth. That's how they understood that. And so mm -hmm. if you and if you want to if you want to challenge me on that, go back and read where Joseph and Mary go because Quirinius was setting up a census and the whole world was be taxed. Well I want to ask you something. Was China being taxed by the Roman Empire? Were the Americas being taxed by the Roman Empire? No, that's not what was going on at all. So you have to you have to take the words in their context. I agree, but there's also a usage of the words where we can see orkaneas means the simple the the inhabited earth, or it would have been at that time the understanding of the Roman Empire, the place in which they wrote. So you're saying the people have their power, but they don't have it in and of themselves. They have it from God, the one who has set us free. Liberty is to be declared throughout the throughout the land. So they're the ones who are who are doing it. And if nobody gets anything out of this. I hope they get what we talked about a minute ago. The people really are the government under the king, the one and only king, Jesus, and all they have is indentured servants. They have indentured mm -hmm. servants, and that's it. Trust, indentured trust servants. That's what we should be referring yep. to them as. Even instead of representatives, I think, we should probably refer to them that way. That way everybody gets an indentured servant has a bad taste in pe people's mouth, but if they get that, maybe they'll start to think differently about well, it, how we're doing things. It, it, it is a way to help them to change their psychology because representative, people have been tricked to believe that representative means somebody who's higher than you that represents because they're leaders. When that's not what it means. It's like the representative at the T-Mobile phone store. You have the owner of the T-Mobile phone store entity, and then you got somebody at the front desk that's the front desk representative that handles people and they come in and they say, hey, what do you need for your phone? Yeah, how can we serve you today? Okay, good. Let me take your name down and put it on this piece of paper. 
That person definitely does not own the company. That person doesn't even transfer the money that was made that day from the actual people to the bank. So representative is simply someone who is put there to handle business in your company, who is to display the ideals of your company and the character of your company. But that person is not a ruler or a leader at all in the company. Amen. Amen. All right. So I want to, we're, we're going to come up on two hours really fast here, brother. And I am, um, I dropped a, I've got so many things here. If I, when I bring it up and I split my screen off, you see, uh, they have some software that allows me to look at four, four, uh, browsers at once, which is great. Wow. Um, but it also, uh, presents a problem sometimes when you bring, uh, you start moving windows around. So you had some other things and I don't know what I did with it. I, I'm sitting here trying to open up all these things. And when I when I shrink them, okay, that's it right there. Okay, so this was part of what you guys sent in. And again, this is uh, this is dealing with the, the ATF and such. This is the part I wanted to kind of uh, bring up if we can. Look, I'm willing to go to 830 if you're okay with that. That's another half an hour. Uh, it's, we roll okay? until you say we done rolling. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll do that. I, I got stuff I got to get done, so after this, I'm gonna have to make it quick. But so you have in here, you have Public Law ninety six eighteen Title One State Firearms Control Assistance, and you got this highlighted in here. So I assume this is a very important thing. This is why I want to bring it out. So you read mm -hmm. Section one hundred one. This was from nineteen sixty eight. And by the way, just to clarify, all of these laws that they write. All mm -hmm. of these, whether they're pretended or they're actual, they're actually to be dealt with in the public, not in the private. Is that correct? That's supposed to be the intention of it. Yes, because the whole government as a republic doesn't have power over the private at all. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So I just want to make sure that was clear. So the purpose, Section 101, the Congress hereby declares that the purpose of this title is to provide support to federal, state, and local law enforcement officials in their fight against crime and violence. And it is not the purpose of this title. I think I read this before, but I just want to make sure we're, we're good on this. The purpose of this title to place any undue or unnecessary federal restrictions or burdens on law abiding citizens. See, with, see, now they, they've been arguing about this law abiding citizen thing where people are like, why are you trying to make law abiding citizens criminals? See, you never had the power to go after law abiding people. This was only made for criminals, people who are going against the law. This was only made for people who were doing uh, exporting of weapons and stuff like that. It never had anything to do with us at all. So, so this now is, they're telling. Yeah. So this is this is a thou shalt not for people who would thou thou shalt <laughs> if they if they I decide I'm going well, to I'm more, going to violate this law. More so is the government, the legislature telling that listen. We're writing this, but this has, we know you can misconstrue it as us going against regular people that are lawful. It has nothing to do with us trying to stop them from getting guns. Okay. All That's right. how serious this is. Yes. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to hit on that in just a minute. It says mm -hmm. on law abiding citizens with respect to acquisition. That's, that's the mm -hmm. purchase of, or the manufacture of possession. Yep. Or use of firearms. By the way, I told people, I said, I, I told my son-in-law, I said, I thought about buying one of these 3D printers if I could get the money to do it. They're not that expensive. And then what mm -hmm. I would do is since 
I can make all the guns I want for myself. No serial number. What I might do is say, okay, friends, you can come over and you can make your own guns. I can share my stuff with them, not charge them anything, and I'm not in violation of any law at all. Mm -hmm. So that's right. So he says acquisition, possession, and that doesn't matter if it's public or private, as far as I understand, or use of firearms appropriate to the purpose of hunting, trap shooting, target shooting, personal protection, or other lawful activity, hello, militia, and that this title is not intended to discourage or eliminate the private ownership or use of firearms, whoa, which whoa. would be the private ownership. Yes, right. If any man or woman wants to own a gun, you shouldn't be interfering, taxing, blocking in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so let's ask a question about that. Because there's been a lot of push, and I see, quote-unquote, conservatives, Christians, constitutionalists saying, yeah, we need, the background checks are great. Okay, I'm going to go back to the scripture. If you have a violent criminal, they've raped, they've kidnapped, they've murdered, any of this other, the just punishment is not a jail cell. And we used yeah, to understand this. You get they're a dirt nap. You get a dirt nap. You get a rock party, and you get a dirt nap. That's it. You're mm -hmm. done. Okay. How they have snuck in the background checks, which is just the opposite of what our laws state, is to say you must prove your innocence before you exercise your right to acquire, keep, and bear arms, whether it's a knife, a sword, a, a rifle, or a handgun, right? Am I missing something here? So, so you remember that recent case I was telling you, they, I said they're going to bring a whole bunch of cases in? So that Bruin case brought in a whole bunch of cases after we said it would and the judges came out and said listen if you got a ghost gun one made by yourself no serial number the people can have and acquire and and have these weapons and then there was another guy who got arrested because he lied on his application to get a gun which is exactly what you're talking about now right that's right and but then the Supreme Court said, well, it wouldn't even matter if he lied because you didn't have the authority to question him to have a weapon. That actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I, when I hear that, I'm of that opinion because I'm sitting, and even in their system where they say, they tell us somebody served time in jail, so they have paid their debt to society. Well, if they paid their debt to society, why don't you give them their rights back? And this well, is you where- can't take, You can't take their rights though. Right. I understand it. that. I understand that. <laughs> but but I'm trying to get people to see who hold to that system. We had a I had a lady who was contributing uh, to me for Freedom Outpost when I was there. And she said there was this lady in Texas. She had committed a murder. She admitted that murder. She had become a Christian in prison. Her life exemplified repentance. Uh, not going to deny that. She demonstrated love for people. Everybody knew it. And this was when all... Uh, uh, Daddy Bush's boy was governor of Texas, George W. Bush. Uh, and, and by the way, he's just as wicked as the rest of them. But the fact of the matter is they were going to put this lady to death. And she said, well, she's a Christian. She should have been let, let to, to live. And I go, wait a minute. The lady admitted her guilt. She was found guilty. She admitted it. Now, she did repent, but there's consequences to the sin. Now, if God wants to supernaturally intervene in that, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is... I said, I asked her, I said, then if you believe what you're saying and you believe she should be pardoned, then you also believe she should be released. And she goes, well, no, no, no. She needs to finish out her sentence in this life. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Does God do that to you when he pardons you for your sin? 
And and she wants to argue against me on that. And I'm like, you're not being consistent with what God has said in his word. And I'll tell you, Dave, if if we would not shake our fist in the face of God. And yesterday I played Richard Grinnell, who uh, Donald Trump uh, put in as head of intelligence uh, at one time. And I was also an ambassador of Germany, an open sodomite. That is against the laws that we have. An open sodomite claiming he's married to a man. Now he's working for the GOP to push the you know, transgressor's agenda, if you will. He's doing all of that. And he says, Donald Trump is the most gay president that's ever been. Christians should hear that and say, wait a minute. I cannot he said vote. That? Oh, I played the video yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I played the video. In fact, uh, since you haven't heard it, and I did play it yesterday, but this is this is sort of what I'm saying. The people cannot even trust. And if you wouldn't mind, while I'm looking this up, would you mind telling people, and, and you can do this if you want, if, I, if I've overstepped my bounds, would you tell people like Carrie, uh, about Carrie Lake and about Donald Trump, when you gave them information that would help them, they were right all over it. But when you gave them p information that would actually help the people, what happened? And I'm going to look well, this up I just so you see it. I, I told Carrie Lake, and we were talking through Signal, uh, she couldn't get standing in her case. So I sent a document to her. Because it seemed that the attorneys were purposely writing her name. No, they were bringing a case to court under Carrie Lake for Governor Political Action Committee, which doesn't have a right to serve in office. Only Carrie Lake and her own proper person can serve the people as a woman and a citizen of Arizona. And so I sent her a document to show her how to uh, fix things. And she had the information. and. Uh, she took the information to get standing and immediately got into court, didn't get it the first time because they did it wrong. And after she got standing, I had information to help her actually win. And then I wanted her to include the people. So I said, hey, Carrie, you got one of the biggest platforms outside of Donald Trump. And I said, if you just tell the people what their rights are, they will be able to stand and they will change the, the platform. They will change the paradigm in America because once they understand what the law is, once they can see the truth, they're going to actually start using the law. They will then support you in what is right. And this is a way where you get a fair chance. But when it came to teaching the people, she didn't want to teach the people. She literally... Um, she literally would say, like, I don't have a lot of time to, you know, talk about all these things. And I'm like, Carrie, the only way in history that we changed things was for the people to actually understand, know their rights, know That's the power right. of the law. Yep. And if, if they don't know, Carrie, the, they're going to continue to cheat you and rip you off because you have nobody to back you because nobody knows. So she wouldn't do it. She just ignored, ignored, ignored. And, she uh, went with her bought it, and paid for attorneys, didn't she, by the bar? Oh, my gosh. I mean, she, she would listen to the attorneys. Right now in Arizona, there's turmoil happening because there's a guy named Leo who's an attorney who dealt with Josh Barnett who has shown her some clear evidence of how to win. Now, here's how funny it is. I was sending Carrie messages from the maxims of law, which are already proved, right, and just hidden from the people, hidden from attorneys. 
So I show Carrie, Carrie, when you don't follow the form of law, you can nullify the whole election. This is in the maxims. And I gave her the documents, right? So then the Supreme Court catches where there's some issues with the county not necessarily following the law. So now, fast forward all the way into recent history. I told her in February, February 2nd or 5th. She ignored me. So then the Supreme Court came out and gave her a hint. Her attorneys bypassed that like they didn't see it. So then another attorney named Leo actually tells her and shows her in the statute in the law where she could have used that and had an easy win. She ignores him. Then there's another attorney named Ryan Heath who allegedly put an amicus brief in her case, making lawful arguments that help her to get as far as she got even now. So her own attorneys are not helping her win. They are making a lot of mistakes. Um, I am told allegedly that one of her attorneys, when Katie Hobbs had a chance to be put on the stand, Katie Hobbs has done so many criminal things in Arizona. Katie Hobbs, the people are disgusted with her. This woman is now acting as the governor, tearing the state apart. Carrie Lake's team had a chance to put her on the stand, and she begged the court not to let her have to go on the stand. And then the court said, nope, we got to let you go. And then Carrie, it is alleged that one of Carrie Lake's attorneys took that uh, woman off the list to be a witness. Incredible. And, and Carrie, ain't, yep. Carrie didn't come and tell us what happened either. Dave, I'm telling you right now, we've, I've said it, and I think Bradley said it on the afternoon show. If Carrie Lake was to get in, into office, she would end up showing you who she really is. She would ignore everybody. She would she, ignore see, the, and 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 it should it should be a red flag that she, um, look the lady's super intelligent. She's quick on her feet and all of this stuff. So the obvious question is, why won't you do what Dave, who has helped you individually get a standing? Why won't you do what Dave says about the rest of the law? And you'll you trust the, 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 the people that Jesus woed in his day. He judged them. Your house is left desolate. She'll say, no, it's because, it's because, listen, she's controlled opposition. She is controlled I, I opposition. You, it's, it's really strange because let me, let me make it really clear, right? So uh, Carrie would not hear a lot of the good people who tried to give her information. Sorry, my life is messed up. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, well I have it. hold that thought. Let me play this little okay. thing for you. I played it yesterday because you haven't okay. seen it. I want you to see it. This is the guy that Donald Trump put as an ambassador, an open sodomite, a man who claims he's married to another man, that the very definition of lawlessness, a very definition mm -hmm. of a guy, but he claims he's an imperfect follower of Christ. That's what he has on his Twitter. Nothing could be further than the truth. He is one of those masquerading as angels of light. Check this out. This is Richard Grinnell. Listen to what he says. President Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. Whoa. I can prove it. Oh, it's worse. It gets Grinnell. worse. I'm America's first openly gay cabinet member. As a United States senator, Joe Biden said gay people couldn't receive security. See how he does the right and left thing instead of the law? Be a security risk. Wow. Joe must have been terrified when Donald Trump appointed me as acting director of national i was terrified the fact that i'm gay didn't even phase donald trump and that shows Joe you Biden's donald trump is not a christian the appointment or even acknowledge it but his silence was deafening president trump has done more to advance the rights of gays and lesbians in three years what did you say than joe biden did in 40 plus years in washington 
For four decades, Joe Biden has attacked the LGBT community. As a U.S. Senator, Biden supported Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the Defense of Marriage Act. Biden voted to cut off federal funds to any school that teaches acceptance of homosexuality. Biden said again and again that he was against marriage equality. Senator, do you support gay marriage? No. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And now, well, now that we've made progress, progress. Joe Biden has changed towards hell. I know firsthand that President Trump is the strongest ally that gay Americans have Listen ever to this, had Christians. Donald Trump is the first president in American history to be pro-gay marriage from his first day in office. Okay, shaking his fist in the face wow. of God, he was pro-sodomite. This gay is a marketing word. You need to call it what it is. Sodomite identifies what they're engaged in, which is sodomy. This guy, Richard Grinnell, let me cover little ears for the moment. Richard Grinnell is engaged in putting thing one and thing two. That's it. That's all he's engaged in. This isn't about love for his fellow man. He says Donald Trump was pro-sodomite marriage from his first day in office. Office. Pres By the way, he was, he was also pro-abortion his first day in office because he said the Supreme Court law had made Roe v. Wade law. Where do you see that in the Constitution? You don't. President Trump knew I was gay when he appointed me to one of the most prestigious and powerful ambassadorships in the world. As ambassador to Germany, President Trump fully supported our fight to crush the homophobic and barbaric Islamic terrorist organization Hezbollah and the Iranian regime that supports them. Listen carefully. While President Trump was denying the homophobic regime money, the Obama-Biden team was giving them billions of dollars. Joe Biden not only admits it, he says he'll do it again if elected president. Well, I would reinstate the Iran nuclear deal. President Trump began a historic campaign Listen to, this. to decriminalize homosexuality. Okay, right there, to decriminalize homosexuality. He wanted to do it around the world. Let me tell you wow. something, folks. That is the spirit of Antichrist. That is the spirit of Antichrist. Because who criminalized homosexuality? God did. What is Donald Trump doing? What is Richard Grinnell? They're not your friends. If you support these guys, I got a guy in this video who says, I'm going to vote for Trump either way. Well, then you get exactly what you deserve, brother. You get exactly, and I say that in the, in, the, in the broad sense of God created all men, brother. Not that you're my brother in Christ. You get exactly what you deserve for supporting such people. ...around the globe at the United Nations, where he publicly challenged the 69 countries who make being gay a crime to change their laws. Yeah, don't listen to God's law that says if a man lies with a man as, if, as with womankind, they both shall be put to death. And that's what they used to do in the states of the United States. Oh, we've progressed. We've been enlightened. No, we haven't. We've been darkened and we've been deceived. My administration is working with other nations to stop criminalizing of homosexuality. That's Donald Trump's own words right out of his mouth. In nine countries. Good. America so would learn to do the same. Make this issue a priority in his more than 40 years in Washington, he's never answered this question. 
This is why I believe we need President Trump in office for another four years. And I'm certainly not the only one. There are millions of patriotic gay Americans who are They're not patriotic. They don't uphold the law. By those who want to control They want to tear down the law. Those who are afraid of our voice. Those who want to keep equality a partisan issue. They tell us our opinions it's don't matter. It's not equality. It's lawlessness. My they goodness. They try and bully us into silence. But in my experience, proud gay people don't like to be silent. That's the problem. Proud sodomite people, lesbian people, don't like to be silent. Why? They're the same kind of people that told Lot when he was in there. He's coming to the gates. You come in here and now you're judging us. We're going to go and rape angels that we think are men here. But you'll try to give us girls. No, no, no we're not having that. We're going to take you too. And when they're struck with blindness, all it does is make it hard to find the door. They like to be loud. Yesterday's champions of diversity are today's intolerance. Well, I love this country. No, you don't. And I'm not going to be silent. There are tens of thousands of gay conservatives. No, there aren't. There's sodomites. They aren't conservating anything. Silent. Gay people don't have to vote Democrat because Donald Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. Okay. All right. Now, that's that part. And I want you to understand what I just played for you was sent out by Richard Grinnell on his Twitter account and and... Donald Trump retweeted it saying, it's my honor with three exclamation points. And this is the same Donald Trump that took, what was the guy's name? Wayne Allen Root and retweeted his thing, his tweet where Donald Trump, where he said, Donald Trump is the king of Israel. Sorry, folks. There's only what? one king of Israel. That's Jesus, the king of the Jews and the king of the nations. Okay. Wow. And... He retweeted where Wayne Allen Root in the same tweet said he's like the second coming of God. Now, I'm going to tell you, somebody says something like that, and they're going to say that about me, a redneck here in South Carolina. But if they say something, I'm going to rebuke them. And I don't get in, you know, everybody knows how I am. Most of the time, I'm very tactful in my rebukes or corrections. I'm going to rebuke them very clearly because Herod got in big trouble in Acts chapter 12 for not rebuking the people when they said a voice of a God, not of a man, he was eaten by worms. I, I don't you know, want that when, in. When the scripture, when you see where, um, when you see where people in America got into a lot of trouble when they start, when, you know, people say, oh, this is God country, right? And then people start saying, no, it's, tr it's Trump country. And I'm like, like, um, guys, um, <laughs> you might not want to idolize because you're going to make God really upset. He's a jealous God. You really don't want to take his glory and give it to another, you know? That's one thing that I can I can never understand, you know? Um, many of the men in the world who call themselves atheists and, and the such, they'll say, oh, well, I, I will not worship God in the Bible. Uh, comes from a man, and and we don't want to worship God and all these things. But they'll worship and the they state, go, won't they? Yeah. Th then they go make a man of worship, right? They That's go grab exactly a man and doing. say, "He he he's a god." My, even Mike Tyson, you know, I heard him the other day saying, "Muhammad Ali is not like us. He's a god." And I'm like, you know, it's 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 something about men that they want to worship something and see. You think about it like with this whole thing with this revolution of uh, being, you know, this gay revolution thing and this trans thing, right? And they talk about this intolerant stuff. But really, let's just slow down and realize what has happened in America. Women were tricked 
back in the day by the Jesuit programming of feminism, yeah, right? Sure. Hey, you don't need a man. You can be this and that, and you control the house. And so what they did was, is got women to divorce a role that God had for them by making them think that the world was terrible and it was nothing. Right. So they take the uh, traditional woman that followed what God said, like the Proverbs 31 woman, and they shame her for being that. Then over time, what they did was is get people to now accept this transgenderism stuff. Right. So they'll say, yeah, if you are transgender, you are strong and you are, you know, courageous and all this crazy stuff. Right. But then what they did was is literally took the woman, removed her from her place, her honor, her glory that God has given her and the seat that God has given her and a role. And then they've taken men who they said you don't need and the men are terrible and bad and you need to be feminist. And now they let men take the women's role and now the women can't even be women anymore. Yeah, they become effeminate. The men become effeminate. You can't even play sports without a man taking over or, or see a magazine where it says woman of the year, which happens to be a man. And thank God so some of they, these young women are standing up and they're not afraid amen. of it. And they see it. Where Praise God for those women who are doing it. Where's the men the, who will stand up in their place and do that and applaud them for it? People called it tolerant. But what we end up seeing is, is that some of the people who they say you should be tolerant of became the most vicious and provoking yes. people there are. Intolerant. See, yeah. Yeah, they just provoke you. Think about it. You know, the person who owns a, a Christian, a Christian who owns a cake uh, making place, you know that they trust and believe in God. So you're going to come and just try to force them to make a cake for you where they have to go against their own beliefs to make the cake. Now, can I ask it? Let, let's clarify something, because I've heard some other people on the other side say, well, wait a minute. If they're following this public versus private thing. They've agreed, and by the way, many of, and and look, I'm on their side as far as what they're saying with their conscience. I'm not trying to blast, what was the guy's name, Jack, and there was another lady who was a florist and things of this nature. But to be fair, they've went out in the public arena. They, I know for the lady who was the florist, she has incorporated herself. So she said, the state has, has, um, has done this for me. How does the law apply to them when they go out in the public and the state has told them you can't discriminate against sex, sexual orientation, all this other kind of stuff? How, how does one deal with that, that kind of thing? Well, the thing is, it's not about discrimination because discrimination is, you know, I won't, uh, you know, I won't let somebody come in this store and do this or that because they're black. Right. Right. I Something they can't change. Uh, yeah. But if somebody says, what if somebody says, hey, um, I, I am going to come in wearing a swastika and I'm going to go into the Jewish store and I'm going to make them cook for me and I'm going to bring some ham and they're going to make the ham and I'm going to force them to, to do things and touch blood that they don't want to touch and do this and that. Because and they're I actually know. willing to use the money of the system to do it. Yes. And it goes against their it goes against the conscience of the person. There is no law in the nation that is allowed to go against the right of conscience, period, right? So because you cannot uh, force somebody to do something that would go against their God, because you can't protect them from their God, you're not allowed to, to force people to do things that go against their religious convictions, period, 
right? So if you do that, you're setting up the, the, the you're setting up a type of religion, a proposed religion or a preferred religion for the people. And the Constitution says you can't do that. So w- the way that people try to get away is they try to make you do something against your own belief, conscience, and your own God. And that's where you're commanded to do certain things. So if the Bible says reprove and don't be part of evil works. How do you make a cake approving of something that you know the Bible says don't do? That God calls an abomination. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay, so here's what I want to do. We got about five minutes here. And I'm going to have the information that Dave sent me, some of the screenshots, if that's okay. I'm, su- I'm assuming you sent it me so I can throw it in the archive. Cool. And some of the documents that were sent in on the ATF issue. I want to ask you. On this issue, because I had a lot of people in the chat, and I noticed this. I go back after the show. I don't see all the chats because Windows cover up. I catch a couple of things, so that's why you only see me commenting certain areas. But when I was speaking about this issue yesterday on the this fisting kit thing that's being given out and Target is behind the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, GLSEN, and all of this stuff. So when people see something like this, this is done in the public. This isn't like... If it was happening in somebody's house, most people would never even know it, and we wouldn't be doing. And I tell people, look, idolatry was going on in some of the people people's house in the patriarchs and stuff. It was going on, but it was in their house. It didn't get brought out into the open, and that was where the problem. I mean, not that it wasn't a problem in the house. I'm not saying it wasn't, but as far as what men could do on behalf of God executing judgment. If it was in the house, it was unknown. If it was in the closet, it was unknown. That doesn't make it right. It's just saying it's unknown. We don't know. Okay, we don't we don't know what's going on unless somebody claims it. So in this issue where we're seeing these these fisting kits get it, what would be a practical application to what we've talked about, like you've done with the ATF? What would be something that would be very practical? Because people are looking for that, Dave. They want to know. I see this. I know it's wrong. I've seen law. How do I in how do I as a member, and I'm going to I'm going to call it the men, because we're the ones really responsible. It's not the women. We're we're the ones responsible. As a member of the militia, Article One, Section Eight, Clause Fifteen and Sixteen. As a member of that, who are to enforce the law? How do I enforce the law in a situation like this? I think this was I, I want to say it was Oregon, but that might have been something else I was reading. No, I don't think it was Oregon. But the, how do they how do they do? It was Massachusetts, I think, or no? They're out of Massachusetts. G L S E N. How would a people go and say, nope, and instruct their servants to go and arrest these people for their violations of law? How would they do something like that? So the first thing they would do is look at the foundational law, the foundational law, the maxims and the constitutions. We can see clearly where it's the job of the government to uphold and keep the law of God. We can also see in the state constitutions when you the people show the inherent right uh, to have education, it tells that they are to give education in like arithmetic, you know, sciences, um, you know, English, be able to write whatever. Right. Um, so what you could do is you could write a notice to the government, write it to the Supreme court, as well as Jim Jordan at the same time. Um, and you are going to take the fundamental law. You're going to put it in there. You're going to let it be known that these people are teaching things that are indecent when it comes to God's law, God's word and uh, morality. Right. And then you're going to instruct the servants that it is unlawful and put them on notice that the people realize 
that it is an attack on their families, their morality, their children, which was not granted in the state constitution. Then you go open up um, Massachusetts preamble. Massachusetts preamble is going to tell you that uh, to the ends of instituting, maintaining, and establishing government uh, is going to tell that the people reserve a power to alter, reform, and abolish government, uh, and that the government is a political association and is going to explain and express how the people have control over it. So then you're going to tell the uh, Massachusetts government, hey, we have a situation where there's an entity that is trying to educate our children in things that the people have not approved, nor have we granted authority for them to do so. Therefore, they are teaching outside something outside of the trust and danger called the Constitution, where there is no right. Therefore, we are demanding that you interfere with the uh, institution, remove their funds, remove their licensing, whatever it is that you need to do, um, and to prosecute these people. And if you don't, then we will go ahead and alter reform and establish, uh, sorry, alter reform or abolish government as you swore we have the power to do in the state constitution. And then we will hold trials in order to make sure with the grand jury that we created that you're holding, we'll hold trials to make sure that the people are held accountable, right? And then you're going to get all the people and start teaching them and showing them that this is in the law at the same time. So when you start showing the people what's in the law and making notice, you educate the people, it opens the eyes to the people to realize, holy moly, I didn't know that this was in there, that we have the power to do this. And then collectively, you're going to go together and put all government on notice, which is going to force them to now have to make decisions. Now, when you CC the Supreme Court, the attorneys in the state are going to say, uh-oh, the people have gotten the Supreme Court to flip because with these armed situations, they won't let us use Chevron doctrine anymore. They're siding with the people. We call them rogue Supreme Court now because they won't listen to us. So if we leave the door open for the people to have it their way, it is highly likely that they're going to be successful. So we need to shut this down and fix it. So, but you have to bring the people together and educate the people at the same time you create the notice. Because if you don't educate the people, you won't get enough push for them to understand that the paradigm has shifted. If you get a good enough amount of people, 500, 1,000, the government is going to realize that 500 or 1,000 people send me notice, that means millions know what we're doing wrong. And so it is very difficult to get out of arguments with the maxims and the constitutions. They are as plain as day and clear. Amen. They won't run. Yeah. So that's how you trap them and get them. Now- some people say, well, what if they don't arrest them on the first day? They're not going to because you're retraining government. Because we have, have made the mistake of not teaching government for so long, we had to send notices for about a year before the government got to the point. Like We would give them a little bit of the law, like the Bible says, line upon line, line upon line, precept, upon precept, precept, upon precept, here a little, there a little. We would give it to them in that manner so that we'll let them know, hey, we know we got the power to do this. Do you disagree? And they won't respond because they know they can't. Hey, we got the power to do this. Do you disagree? And then we are building the building blocks for the foundation to be set to say, now we're here. This is where we're demanding you do. If you don't do it, you know that you're uh, transgressing against us. And then that's when they start tearing apart the ATF. So you get the people, get them ready to understand that we're getting ready to tackle this problem. We're coming together. So we have the numbers to do it and let the government know we're serious. And we're teaching the government and the government is soon going to realize, uh oh, 
the attorneys cannot fight for us when we already swore what we were going to do. Hmm. There's no way to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, you know, we're going to have to close up because I, I said I go 830. It's 831, but that's okay. I'm going to get my stuff done. I appreciate you staying over. Uh, Lori says, interesting watching him pull this information out of his memory. Well, it, it's like this, Lori. And, and Lori knows. I, I know she works with Catherine um, over in Michigan and constitutional mm -hmm. law. I know she follows a lot of that and promotes that. But it's like this. When you get in and you dig it out for yourself, you tend to retain that stuff. The people who've not done that don't tend to retain things. It's so, a working knowledge. It becomes part of you. Yeah. And Dave has been one who said, any attorney, lawyer who wants to come on the show, I won't even have to study. Just come on the show. Let's talk about it. He's opened that up. That guy I mentioned the other day, Phil, you know, props for Phil for staying in three and a half, almost four hours with Dave, <laughs> correcting him constantly, stopping him constantly and saying, you, I mean, you were very gracious to him. I've got, I've got to tell you. You don't know what you're talking about. And I can just see Phil sitting there so frustrated going, I paid all this money. I spent all this time. And this guy is dusting me in every place. And it's I'm not throwing that off on Phil. I'm throwing it off on the people who taught him wrong, just like Jesus did the Pharisees. And he woed them into judgment, said, your house is left to you desolate. It's coming on this generation. And he punished them. Look, you can say what you want. But the fact of the matter is Jesus came just like he said he would. Just like they said that they would see him and he destroyed them. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they would not listen to him. And instead of listening to him and listening to the law of God, they killed him. Unlike any mm -hmm. generation before, they only killed the prophets that God sent them. This time they killed his son. Now, with that said, Dave, I want you to um, tell people where they can find out more about you, your Twitter and your Rumble. And then I'm going to close out uh, my son, Eli. Uh, the the video I played for you guys, that thing has almost 3,000 views. I haven't even promoted it or something, but uh, of him reading Psalm 23. And I'm going to close out with that. But Dave, would you tell people where they can find out more about you? So I'm at Real Dave Cares 4, number 4, letter U. Real Dave Cares, number 4, U on Twitter. And I am also on Rumble at Dave Cares for You, all spelled out. Um, I'm on Odyssey under that same name. Dave cares for you. Uh, and that's, pre that's pretty much it. I'm on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook that much anymore, but I'm that's how Facebook. we, that's how we actually got in touch. And then we, we turned it over to telegram, which I got to tell you, it's hard for me to follow message on telegram. Cause I got all these groups and it sticks individuals way down. So I have to kind of look for your stuff, but, uh, but that's Dave. And listen, I'm not putting Dave up on a pedestal. He's just a guy who puts on his pants like everybody else. Okay. But, the knowledge that you have, that you've been diligent in learning, I want people to get that. So we're gonna we're gonna see if we, we we're gonna bring you back on. Dave says he'll come on anytime. You don't I, even have to ask me. Any, I don't. You tell me, Dave. Get ready. I think it's three, I, you're it's a brother. Three in the morning. You're, you're I, a, you're I ain't a doing nothing anyway. Yeah, it's three you're o'clock in the morning. You're I'm a not brother, doing and you have knowledge to impart to people that is that is very practical. This is not this is not like when you get you know, something from somebody and they tell you about how much they know and they don't tell you, well, here's what you do with that knowledge. You're actually telling them, here's the knowledge and here's what you do with that knowledge, which is actually what wisdom is. Wisdom is knowing what to do with the knowledge, not just having it. Because again, the Bible says knowledge puffs us up. So with that said, I want to encourage people, go over there and listen, see what you think about what Davis presents. I don't, I've only watched that one video, but in our 
almost five hours and then some of our conversations off air, I know you don't deviate from what you're saying. So it's not like you're going to say one thing on the air and say something else, you know, somewhere else. So I would encourage people to look at that. Uh, hang on, Dave. And I'm going to say goodbye to you off air. This only lasts about a minute, by the way. Uh, so hang on. I'm going to play this. This is from my son, Eli. This was back in, I think it was 2017. And here he is. Oh, out of the mouth of babes, right? Comes perfected praise. Listen to Eli. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I have that I marked your spot.